but basically it was this, oh my God, how did we let this man become president, right? Like he has the nuclear codes, right? Like like how how do we let this man who, you know, can't spell the word coffee on Twitter, you know, you know, do to have the nuclear codes, right? Hey there, welcome to the Gluten-Free Organic Thoughts Podcast, where you are encouraged to express your natural thoughts and views through casual, meaningful conversations that hopefully can lead to learning and understanding new perspectives. To find out more info, visit www.gfothoughts.com. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Wong and Robert Din. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Gluten-Free Organic Thoughts Podcast. I'm Robert Din, one of your co-hosts. A few weeks back, we had on Tara, uh, who was a conservative, and we wanted to bring on, we've had a lot of requests to bring on someone who's uh, on the liberal side. So we have uh, we have uh, Brittany here today to tell her her side as a Democrat. And as always, uh, we have our other co-host, Michael Wong. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another great episode. Brittany, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Welcome, Thank you for welcome. Us. Uh, oh, well, if this is a good timing, you know, lecture's over. You're probably catching us some sleep now. Yes, is it over definitely. though? Is it is over? It, uh, <laughs> it is. It we is haven't. over. We don't know. We don't, we don't know. know yet. <laughs> I mean, it's maybe totally as it, as this is coming out, as this is coming out, it might be officially over. Correct. But right now, there's still a lot of litigation going on. <laughs> so. There, there is, but it's pretty clear that the popular vote and the, you know, which obviously doesn't really matter in our system, but it does um, not. Yeah, college has, has spoken. So. <laughs> That's good though. So, so Brittany, um, well, first, what we're gonna do is uh, ask what everyone's drinking. Yep. All right. Uh, let me go first. I'll go first. I have a mimosa here. Uh, nice. Usually, I'm drinking sparkling wine, but I, I thought I'd add some orange juice in. Last night we had some uh, Manhattans, and I'm like still trying to recover. You need that vitamin C too. You gotta yeah. keep fighting off COVID, you know. It's Sunday fun day, man. That's right. <laughs> Brittany, what are you drinking? I am drinking. Um, it's actually a Pinot Noir um, from Oregon uh, Earth. I have the whole bottle here. Oh, wait, Oregon hey, Pinot. Have you tapped out your collection yet? Wine yet? I still have a few. So I actually lived in California for four years. I brought back with a me lot of um, wine. <laughs> 51 bottles of wine 51 bottles from, from yeah from California to Florida because um, I grew up in central Florida but um, when I moved back I from from California I was east of San Francisco um, I brought back about 51 bottles of wine <laughs> wow <laughs> you should see her house man let me tell you she had like closet hidden all the shelves and everything like there was wine everywhere Wait, how, long that was just the way I liked it. how long ago how long ago was um, I moved back December 2016, so just yeah. after the 2016 election. Yeah, you moved back, and I moved there. That was the exact. I, <laughs> I moved there December 2016. That's awesome. We just That's, traded places. That is yeah. crazy. Yeah, we were probably like we probably caught like the opposite flights on the flight. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah. so well, so I mean, now with the election being over, how do you feel? Do you think? Yeah, like, do you think the jobs? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel really relieved personally. Like, <laughs> I, I almost hate to say it, right? But there was definitely like a, a, a weight lifted off my chest. Um, so 
I ran the Seminole County Democratic Party for the past two years, um, but I've been involved for the past four. Um, I just dove in when I moved back from California and mm. really got involved. And um, and so I'm just super excited that that it's done. Um, in California, and that were, you, were you involved in California? Were you involved with the Democrats? Stuff, I was or? not. I was. I I feel like when I moved to California, I did become more aware of the um, the different political parties and kind of the activism that you that you could. Yeah. Um, and but honestly, when I lived in California, I really felt like there was nothing I could do. Now, you know, being involved now, I know that like you can, you can help from anywhere in the world, right? Um, Why did you feel that there was nothing you could do in California versus yeah, I'm just wondering, yeah. Florida? So, I mean, California obviously is a very blue state, right? Like it's just you know, it's not unless it's like Ronald Reagan running for office, the likelihood. Yeah in California is uh, is not is not very good. So um, in California, you know, with the Electoral College, a lot of people really feel like their vote doesn't count if they're in a really blue or really red state. Um, it's those swing states like Florida, um, you know, even, you know, Michigan, even Georgia now, um, that's where your votes are going to count. Gotcha. That's and true. I, so, I mean, obviously, you know, this has nothing to do with your career, right? Uh, you're a No. Career. Yeah, this is just a volunteer <laughs> took on um in my in my spare time um <laughs> air quotes there yeah um I yeah I just really dove in I really wanted to make a difference um I do marketing for a living I do digital marketing uh for for a marketing firm and print house um so it was definitely uh a little different uh diving into the political sphere gotcha. so did you so after the 2016 election did you feel like okay you know what I'm gonna get involved more or is it or was it before or beforehand, you already, you already kind of thought about it to a certain degree. You just you you, you figure I'm in California, eh, you know. Yeah. So I think moving when I moved from Florida to California, it was kind of an eye opener um, because there were a lot of things that were just better. Um, <laughs> you know, I I hate to kind of say that, but. Yeah. For example, healthcare. California even has their own healthcare system, so that if you don't have healthcare as a resident of California, you can actually get on their healthcare system. Whereas in Florida, you know, our, our Medicaid system is not expanded. You know, we don't have um, we don't have that kind of support um, to um, to really to really take care of our people. Um, and so I definitely saw that um, and saw the difference that it that it does make. You know, living in a, an environment that where people actually care about their surroundings and the people next to them. Um, whereas, you know, I, I grew up in Florida. I'm born and raised in the Orlando area. Um, I went away for a few years to, to Gainesville for college. But yeah. um, other than that, Orlando was my whole life until I moved to California. So, so growing up, though, I guess, is your family very politically involved or no? Just wondering. Or no. So, okay, it's kind of funny. So my dad was a lifelong Republican. Oh, no, um, no, no, and no. my mother is pretty far left. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> Um, they both were raised Catholic. I was raised Catholic. Um, but uh, we, you know, so it was kind of interesting. So growing up, I'd always hear them argue. And one of like the main arguments that they would constantly have was about toll roads, which is, you know, sounds <laughs> silly nowadays, right? Wait, wait, hang on. Did you believe in toll roads though? Do you believe in toll roads? I'm curious. Do I believe in toll roads? <laughs> really good question. I think but there are definitely some problems, especially with the toll roads in Central Florida. Anybody who's ever driven through here uh, can understand that and how much, yeah. how much you get charged just driving through there. Oh yeah, it's, it's crazy, crazy because the toll roads like never go down. Like that, you yeah. that it's you use that money yeah. to go build a road and it never goes away. Like I thought that was just like <laughs> just until and they finish it. 
Hey, and I many of them were supposed to be that way. I force I force coming with toll right now soon. And I think yeah. I four is gonna be a toll road in the middle. Yeah. So they're adding in toll lanes into I four. Yeah. Um, so oh it'll be like it's God. kind of like in California where you have those fast track lanes. Yeah. Um. So. But those exits are limited, though. So it purposely drive people to Lake Mary, so that way you don't exit downtown. Like you you have to drive through it, you know. So it's supposed to minimize traffic. Oh my God! Just more taxes <laughs> all around. Yeah, I mean, if we just had a public transit system that would, you know, resolve some of these issues, uh, which, again, for anybody who's ever lived in Florida, you know, our public transit it's here is horrible. It's just horrible. Let me tell you, I, I'm taking the buses, okay? Let me tell you, it's, it's, not, it's not consistent enough where that it makes sense, you know what I mean? No. And, and it's cheap, though. don't get me wrong, it's cheap, it's just not consistent enough. Right, and, exactly. Yeah. I took the bus one time, and I was like, uh, that's enough? No, like in, never um, again. no, in Orlando. Oh, and right. I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's just it's horrible. It's free half the time. It's free in downtown to go to soccer games. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's free a lot of the places, to be honest. Like, if you want to go to the whole downtown area, it's free. You go east and west. It's mm. free for those of privilege. That's what you have yeah. to remember. Is yeah, if, you're, if you're in downtown, right? If you're paying for downtown, then it's free. But then, like, <laughs> I was in, I was at near UCF and I was going down to downtown. And I wasn't free, but that, took it was, forever. that takes forever. Right? It takes forever. It was, uh, it was the worst ride of my I life. I think one time I had to take the, I had to take the train, uh, the Sunrail to go to Sand Lake and take the bus to go to the airport. Right. That, that actually wasn't that bad. I thought it would take about 45 minutes. It took me, it took me 30 minutes and, but you, you got to time it properly though. But mm. they purposely do really well where the bus uh, comes to when the train arrives and they wait 10 minutes just for people to get off, which is kind of nice. I'm just but, waiting for Waymo to just, have their their stuff everywhere like the automated cars to go everywhere <laughs> take you wherever you want so y'all sharing cars but it's it's just easier than the transit system so so Brittany, so growing up i guess you know did i mean did you had a side like you chose mom you chose dad, mm -hmm. or dad so so growing up i mean i just kind of listened to them argue and i wasn't really interested in in politics right like i didn't really even understand that it's like you know my dad was like oh we need toll, toll roads to to reduce congestion and and people who can afford it can afford it and my mom was like no they put toll roads through you know disenfranchised <laughs> And it creates all these problems and, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not good. We're all taxpayers, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, so, so growing up, it just was kind of back and forth. And it was like, every time I went to go see my grandma, we, we had this argument about toll roads. Um, and so, and so, but growing up, I really wasn't interested in like one side or the other, but then when I did register to vote at age 18, yeah. you know, Clearly, I had to pick a side. In Florida, you know, we're we're a closed um, we're a closed state, so we do have to uh, we do have to pick a side if you want to vote in the primaries. Essentially, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So um, is that not I, is that not every state? No, not every state. No, different. yeah, every state kind of acts differently, but um, Florida is is a closed primary state, so yeah. you have to be a registered Democrat or a registered Republican in order to um, vote for those candidates. Um, yeah. okay. A lot of other states will do things like um, they allow the people that aren't registered to either party, they'll allow them to uh, just pick which ballot they want, whether it's Democrats or Republicans, or they'll give them all of the choices on one ballot. There's all sorts of, of options, um, but that's not what we do here in Florida. But if you're but registered, like if you're in another state and you're registered, then you just get that ballot, right? That's usually how it works. You can't be a sorry. Republican and then go vote in the Democratic uh, primary. So some are open. Like if it's an open primary, you can vote for whoever you want. Correct. Basically. Yeah. But so, once, 
But at the yeah. primary, it's a different story, though. Yeah. There's yeah, yeah. so many different types of primaries. There's um, open primaries, semi-open primaries, jungle primaries are kind of another wait, wait. one. What's jungle primary? <laughs> jungle so jungle primary is actually what was just on our ballot here in Florida. And thank God it did not pass because everybody thought of it as- Oh, it was one of those amendment things. Was, yes, it was oh. It was amendment um, Amendment three, I, I believe. I said no to that, I think. Did Good, I yes. So even what? Though it's, what, was it, what was it doing? So it sounded good in theory, right? It was like, oh, like it, it really explained it like, oh, people that are not affiliated with a party get a vote. But that is, that's not what the it was. The wording was so weird. The wording was really weird. It was really yeah. tricky, the wording. Yeah, so they definitely made it sound like it was a good thing. Um, the state legislature who put it on the ballot, or actually, this one, actually, this one I think was, I don't remember who supported this because both Democrats and Republicans were against this. Yeah. Um, so it was <laughs> bizarre. Uh, but but basically what it would do is it would send the top two vote getters to um, to those are the two that would go through from the primary to the general election. So if we had had this in 2018, since we had so many different Democrats running for uh, governor, we would have only the top two vote getters would have been Ron DeSantis um, and and Adam Putnam. So it would have only given us the option in the state of Florida for for two Republicans. Um, so in a state that's like, you know, basically 50 50 Democrats and Republicans, that is not a good option because it does not represent the people. So we're very glad that it did not pass. here. <laughs> But that was a that would have been a jungle primary actually, which is That's interesting. I, so I, I didn't I didn't know that was called jungle primary because I'm, the way I read that the reason why I think I chose no to be honest with you is because this sounds super weird and fishy and I'm like the way they they word this I'm like this makes no sense at all. And I actually yeah. looked and I actually looked it up. Now let me I don't know how even that got on the ballot because not a lot of people supported that. Right. No, like I said, I was like, yeah. and Republicans alike did not support this. Yeah. Um, a lot of people pushing for open primaries that were supporting it but again it, it's not something that makes um for a swing state i don't think that for, is yeah, for state, it's, it's crazy right because you're gonna have like people on on either side go to the other side and just vote for like the worst candidate and then we get two really bad candidates yeah right exactly and so yeah it's kind of you know playing playing chicken with the with our like <laughs> stuff yeah. in the state of florida so so, so brandy growing up though now now that you you know you, you grew up catholic and yeah. you know with two different sides of the family you know said pretty much you know aligned differently um what i guess what are the some of the values that you i guess still install in with you right what are the top three values just wondering yeah i mean for for me a lot of it and you know i mean it kind of comes back to to these same things but for me a lot of it is is healthcare. And public education. Those are really, uh, you know, I know you said top three, but like yeah. I feel like those two things encompass so much. Um, I mean, healthcare for me is just is just such a vital piece of it all. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that would make an immediate impact in so many people's lives. And yep. maybe that's where you know maybe maybe that Catholic upbringing kind of has something. <laughs> like taking care of our people right yeah. um, and I mean I can you know it's I, I don't know how how deep we want to get into this but um for no, me okay. well, we'll we'll dive into it a little bit later okay okay got it you mentioned two education yeah healthcare, and what else what's the third one public education healthcare, um and then to be honest um women's rights I mean for me that's that's a big piece you know when um my mom tells me these stories about when she was growing up in the 70s where she wasn't even able to have a credit card in her own name without her father or her husband 
signature. Um, she goes getting paid 25 cents an hour less than her male counterpart. And they were both age 18, you know, working at a retail store. And it was just because he was a man, he automatically got paid more. Um, so, so I, I mean, obviously, we're, we're, obviously there are a lot of stuff that needs to be caught, caught up on, you know what I mean? Because I mean, at the same time, yeah. It is 2020. You you will think that you know things were cut, being caught up by now, but we're still finding things, you know, especially in the work industry in the in the corporate world. So yeah, true. definitely. That's and I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the justice system is a big issue as well. But I think, you know, if public education, if women's rights, if you know, if healthcare were things that were taken care of, a lot of that would disappear um, from the from the justice side. That's a, that's a, that's interesting because I feel like. I mean, you mentioned earlier, right? Like California is, is done well with healthcare, but you still see like the whole justice system being so weird there. You know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of like- Yeah, California is not perfect either, definitely. Yeah. Um, and and you wanna, know, actually they're one of the state that has almost bankrupt almost twice. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, yeah. Though. Yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely, I mean, obviously I paid a lot more in taxes when I lived in California, but at the same time, I was okay with that, with knowing that like, you know, people that I knew, my friends and family and, and their friends and family. And, you know, those people weren't going to die because of because of a simple disease, you know. I mean, so you said you were okay playing with that much taxes. So you see, for me, I wasn't that okay because <laughs> I, I wish the government, like for example, the state government get received for every money, that, every dime that they spend. So I knew- I just think there was a lot of like uh, misallocation of funds misuse, yeah. or misuse. Like we're paying so yeah. much in taxes and it should be, feel a lot better. Correct. Yeah. And I think you see that a lot when you go to like, you know, the public transit in California, even or the roads in California, you think, you know, these should be better taken care of with how much taxes or for example, another one is the cost of housing, right? The cost of in California is just it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy high. And oh, that's, that's because of, that's because yeah. of the property, the property assessed values issue, issue over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not assessed property value ever on this yeah. he's ready to sell your house. Yeah. 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 So it's, and, and it's that's, super, that's a loophole. It's just yeah. it's just mind blowing. But also at the yeah. same time, though, it's kind of nice knowing that your house is kind of valued and you pay much this tax because my taxes right now in Orlando is like it went up like twenty eight percent every year. It's crazy. It's just and I feel like there should be a fine line between both. Right? There should be like okay, you can't just assess your value because the market values this much, but you should be able to reassess it where, okay, you know what, based on what's around you, the land, how many schools in there, it should bump, it should go up maybe 10%, 5-10%, but 20% for me, like in Orange County, it's crazy yeah. the last three there years. There are definitely, there's been some caps that have been on the ballot in Florida, um, yeah. in California too, but there are some like cap increases that, that do happen, um, but a lot of times it is, it does vary by county as well. Yeah. Well, this, this is a huge issue in South Florida, actually. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, and think about just in Orlando, right? I mean, yeah. um, you know, our wages are so low in Central Florida because we're a service-based industry. Mm-hmm. We're, we're focused on, you know, tourism. That is our only industry, essentially, you know, as yeah. far as Central yeah. Florida economy is concerned. And this mm-hmm. is why it was so hard to keep Florida closed because of that alone. Right. Because there's so many people pinning on those jobs and stuff like that. And it's like people say that it's easy to you know shut down everything. No, it's not that hard. it's not that easy. You cannot just say that hey just shut everything down, everything will be okay. Because yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a lot of backlash that just comes with that though. So oh definitely, definitely. And I mean, you know, one thing that's you know kind of interesting is I actually got laid off um in February. Oh really? 
Yeah. So I got laid off in February from my previous job. So it was right before COVID hit. And uh, I filed for unemployment right away. I did all the paperwork. I was in the system. I got approved. Um, I didn't. I didn't start my next job until June, um, which for me it was kind of nice because it was like a, a nice break. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and during COVID and everything. <laughs> yeah. But I did not get my first unemployment check. Which, mind you, I was in the system like February. second week of February. I did not get my first unemployment check until May fifth of that year. What? Wow. May fifth, and that was, and I was already in the system. So yeah. that's so great. That's kind of that's what I've heard too. I've heard a lot of stories where people yeah. are like, "Oh yeah, I did unemployment, but like it, it just never came in, or like it's coming super late. Like, what do you do yeah. in that three, four months?" They <laughs> still likely the state of Florida still likely owes me about a thousand dollars. And wait, did I, you wait? Did you file unemployment in California or in Florida though? No, I was Florida, Florida unemployment. I was a Florida employee. Um, so I used to work. Oh. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I thought you were, I thought you were working remotely from California. That's why it's a while. So I, so I was, but I was transferred to being, I was fully a Florida employee. Ah, uh, okay. I'm still, I'm still California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that would be, yeah. California's unemployment system is way better. And obviously it would have No, my friend, my friend okay. actually said that he didn't get his own employment check but uh, until like week four, something like that too yeah. as well. Like, well, and like I said, that was even, I only got two checks on May 5th after not having received any money. That's so crazy. And, wow. my next one, and those were the federal checks. So those weren't even the state checks. Yeah. So it was just insane. And, you know, for me, you know, obviously I have the privilege of, being okay through that time, but not many I, people are like that. The yeah, people not many people, people are like that. I mean, I think about all the service workers that I go to. I mean, you know, for hair, nails, waxing, whatever. Yeah. Like all of those people were out of work. They did a paycheck too. They did mm -hmm. and, and there's no paycheck. There's no vacation. Yeah. Time, there's no nothing. I mean, they you just get sick time, you get sick, you're screwed. Like you can't work. It's like they're they're not like a shitty situation. And the stimulus, I, I remember the stimulus didn't come in until when? Until yeah. May. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that's, that's when I got it. That was when I, well, yeah, yeah. I got it was May. It's um, crazy, yeah. So, um, and because I had made too much in previous <laughs> years, I didn't actually get the full stimulus. I, um, I didn't get anything, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, California, but, most people like didn't get anything. Right. Didn't get anything. Yeah. That's a drop in the bucket in California. Yeah. That's, yeah. That doesn't <laughs> even like cover rent. Payment? I don't know. <laughs> Wait a second. That doesn't even cover half of the rent. People don't understand. Right? It doesn't cover anything. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. New York, yeah. or California, or Seattle, any of those cities, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And if you're making like eighty thousand to a hundred in 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 California, that's like nothing. You're like homeless. That's basically. like poverty level. That's yeah. poverty level. Actually, <laughs> Almost, that's actually poverty yeah. level for a lot yeah. of places. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So okay, understanding your three values, right? I guess does that yeah. always align with, with the Democrat Party, or does it always align, or does that align with the best person who believes in those values? I'm just wondering for you, like. So. In my experience, the Democratic Party has come through as the as the predominant leader of those three values. Gotcha. I mean, I, you know, I, I went to school all through school in public school, right? Um, grade school, and then I went off to the University of Florida, um, where I met Michael, um, and. Yep. We, uh, that was also a public school and I was there on, you know, scholarships and grants and, and that's the only reason I was even able to go to college. And so, um, it's, it's definitely, uh, that hits home for me. And I feel like, you know, when I'm looking at this, I, I don't necessarily see Republicans being the stewards of this in any, in any way. Um, it's more, you know, you get what you pay for is kind of. Is it because just this party or the past parties as well? I'm just wondering, like. 
Well, it's definitely gotten more extreme. I would I would say it's definitely gotten more extreme um, in the last several years. Um, the you know the Republican Party is it has always been more more financially more fiscally conservative, right? Um, but at the same time, they have just gone to the extremes lately. Um, my dad, like I said, was a lifelong Republican. He actually decided to switch parties in 2018 and become a Democrat, um, which was kind of he didn't really want to switch parties, but he felt like the the Republican Party just didn't didn't. But I feel, like I feel like he did it because of the people, of the people, I guess the people, the choices of people, right? But I bet you, if the yes. Republican had the right people, though, he would. Yeah, if Republicans were more moderate, I think he probably would have stayed a Republican. But um, it was kind of those Tea Party Trumpster extremists that really made him want to turn away from it. Well, I mean, I, I, this happened to a lot of other folks as well. I mean, the, yeah. because there are some moderate Republicans that are like, and they're not between line, right? And the reason why they probably staying but public because some of the values align with them, you know. But there are right. between though. And I know some. I know personally myself, some of them swap uh, swap to the Democrat just because of the the type of person that they elected. So yeah, like I mean, I mean the I mean, candidates I mean, definitely have a lot to do with it. I mean, course, yeah. Of course. And we've yeah. had we've had pretty bad candidates for yeah. I, a while I just now. feel like it's it's been okay. I feel like this year's election felt like twenty sixteen to a certain degree again, and I'm like. How we're we stuck with these candidates again, and yeah. I, and and I'm hoping 2024 it's not the same because I'm yeah. I'm already seeing that there's a huge uh, arrival of new candidates for 2024 very easily, yeah. uh, and we'll see you know, how that plays out. Though. But I just feel like overall, like it was a tough choice to just do. People are like, okay, do I swallow the blue pill or do I swallow the red pill? <laughs> it really yeah, is. and and you really had to make a choice, right? You really mm -hmm. had to make a choice. And, yeah. you know, it, I do think it's a little bit kind of unfair. I mean, not that not that much is fair in politics. <laughs> That's true. Right? <laughs> but it's a little bit unfair to kind of, um, you know, be to say something like, you know, oh, I had to make the the lesser of two evils or something like that. It's not true, though. And like, That's not how it works. Yeah. It's not how it works. <laughs> but yeah. it is how okay. it works. It's how it, how it was. So, it might not be how it should be, but it's how it was. <laughs> Yeah, but well, okay, so bring up, well, when you look at the extremes, right? You look at the extremes. So, for example, right, you've got you've got Donald Trump, who like literally is just not knowledgeable about about our country, about the situations, about what's happening to most people in the United States. Um, and then you look at someone like Joe Biden, who's been doing this for a long time, um, but obviously he's not perfect either, right? But he's been doing this for a long time. He's very, you know, compassionate towards other people. He's he's uh, he wants to continue things that President Obama, um, you know, started um, and to to improve things. You know, I feel like there's just it's it's not it's not on an equal playing field. So, so let me ask you this though: yeah. Do you feel like you know, leading up to this to this uh, election, right? Did you feel like that whoever, if you're on the blue side, like you get your information one way, and then you, if you're on the red side, you get information one way. There was not really like, I feel like people were living in their own little informative world to a certain degree. Information yeah. bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like, but it's hard, especially nowadays to tell sometimes what's real or fake though. And, and it's sad. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so my girlfriends in California uh, that are still out there, I communicate with them daily and, um, they, they constantly talk about the blue bubble, right. And, and that's like, they live in this blue bubble. And so it's, you know, for them, it's really hard to kind of see outside of that. But, um, where I was at, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, like my experience is, is me on the ground. I don't watch a lot of 
news. I don't watch a lot of, you know, these things. Well, you do your research though. So I know you, I, I, know, do my you, research, I, yes. I know you do your research and you yes. do it thoroughly. So that's just why I kind yeah. of like to ask that question. Well, so I actually, yeah. I worked for a library system for five years, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> library system here in Orlando, Florida um, for five years. And so I come from this kind of like, look it up, find, find a good source, you know, make sure that, make sure that's that a critical source. Yeah, do find a reliable source, you know, and obviously you have to know when things are biased, right? You have to know when things are being advertised to you, which a lot of a lot of like the baby boomer generation doesn't even notice when things are they don't they don't and they don't and, yeah. and they play on their emotion. I noticed that yeah. well. they play on their emotion so like yes, strongly. definitely. So I mean, coming from that kind of marketing background, but then working for you know, a, a <laughs> so you understand that I'm, be, I'm being marketed. <laughs> so yeah, it's like I'm in marketing. So I mean, I totally get like wanting to sway people to your direction. And so I think maybe I'm a little bit more aware of that than most people. Um, but but at the same time, I mean, that's that's definitely uh, it's definitely a little scary that that most people just get their news from one source, um, one you know something that leans so one direction um, on both sides. Like, you know, say Fox News, I mean, CNN, I mean, you, you see it. I mean, you can you can split back and but, forth. But people, some people don't believe it still. You right? Know, oh, it's totally. Crazy. I mean, yeah. And you even see like right now, we're seeing a lot of people on the Republican side leaving Facebook um, for a more extreme platform um, because they don't like seeing the liberal stuff from Facebook. So, I mean, it's that, also, like, <clears throat> but it's also like, I've heard a lot of, yeah. That it's because of these internet companies like Facebook and Twitter are starting to uh, stop or like monitor, monitor yeah. what they're saying, and yeah. it's it feels it's more like a, <laughs> yeah, but it, it feels more like a censorship than it is a. That's true though. Like I, I totally get that. I get that. But at the same time, I mean, these platforms have been used, especially in the 2016 election, to spread false information. Yeah. Um, like we just said, you know, the baby boomers really can't tell that apart. And probably most yeah. of them can't tell well, that. No, apart. I mean, to be honest, the people in general are lazy. Let's just be yeah. honest with that. It's yeah. true. I mean, it does happen. It's definitely true. But I've seen Facebook doing it. I feel like they did a good job of like every time someone puts something up that's political, I've seen now at the bottom underneath, it's like, this oh, yeah. is, so do this, is not, this is not true. Or like, so they yeah. do some sort of fact checking. All they say that, dude, go, uh, go read up in your information for yourself. Some of that. Like, this, mm -hmm. this, yeah. this is potentially not a true information, blah, blah, blah. It gives you a warning and it goes right. like, why you are. Which I think, is, yeah. I think is good. But then like there's that. other stuff where they're like, all right, we're just going to oh, delete just this stuff. It. They're just, just blocking it in, just in general. It, and that doesn't seem like the right move. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've definitely flagged statements for not, you know, on my end reporting statements for things that aren't true, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, when people put things out there as facts and not opinions, you know, if, if it's an opinion, that's one thing. So but opinions if, are facts, right? <laughs> there's, yeah, opinions are not facts. That's not how it is. I know, works. I know. Just, it's just funny though, because I like how people think their opinion is fa are facts. Sometimes. Right. Well, all right. Well, all right. My opinions are my facts. Okay, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm going with. You can speak your truth on <laughs> It's my truth. Telling it to you know five hundred thousand people. Get, get out of your bubble, okay, Robert. Get out of your bubble. <laughs> it's my Robert bubble. Like <laughs> that's all I get. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. No. So that was just saying in general. Like I. I and I'm glad you see that because the reason why I was asking that because a lot of people who are very involved in the uh, in the party system, things like that, they don't go take a step back sometimes and actually realize I'm being marketed to, or I'm, I, it, because listen, at the end of the day, it's okay to align to a party because it aligns to your values, but also at the same time though, just be cognizant of what you're putting yourself into right. and make sure, making sure that you understand actually everything that you, you know, that you actually like. You yeah, care. you don't want to have blind loyalty to anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. 
but know, I felt, that's I what feel I like always tell people. But I feel like that's both sides of the party, right? Like, yeah. for example, like, were you always a Biden fan or do you support Bernie Sanders before this? I'm just wondering. I'm just curious. So, so Joe Biden was definitely not my first choice okay. um, as, as a voter. I'm curious, on the primary, who you were going for? I, I was a really big fan of Elizabeth Warren. And okay. I, she's not okay. perfect either, right? Nobody yeah. is. But um, I just, I, I really loved that she had ideas and a plan and wanted to support, you know, the grassroots efforts. I mean, yeah. she so much to even help local candidates. You know, she had she had a website template for local candidates that were running. She's very through on detail. I'll give you that for sure. Yes, yeah. no. She's yeah, very so, close to that to that nail effect. Exactly. And I and I think, you know, I, I mean definitely, you know, I, I sent some little quizzes out to my friends, like, who do you most align with in the Democratic? <laughs> and of course I took it too. And I was like, oh, Elizabeth Warren's like my little <laughs> figure. It just um, happened, but, right? but there's still not, I mean, there's still things that I didn't agree with for her. But for me, she was she was the one who I, you know, identified with and felt most passionate about. Gotcha. Um, but you know, reading reading why she didn't win, I think it definitely makes sense, and I don't think a lot of us expected her to win. But it but it just um, you know. To be honest, for me, it was Tulsi Gabbard. To be honest, really? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't I don't I feel like you're in the minority there, Michael. I know I am. I know I know I Tulsi am. Tulsi Gabbard. I am. Mm. I, and the reason why for me was like because she came like she would have probably stole a lot of the GOP side votes and stuff because just her conservative, conservative, by the way, quote unquote, background for a Democrat. But I just felt like she's a new blood. And she, if, I, I mean, she's done well in her I mean, people career. felt that way about Trump. He was the outsider, right? Yeah. But, but I, I'm totally, like, no, I'm totally Garber, on that bus. Uh, well, Garber has some political background and she's, she was in the army. And so she's like, right. she had the military background knowledge-ish. Like, I felt like she would know how to select the right people for cabinets in a sense. And she was young. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was kind of long overdue for a young, I get, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just in general, right? It's just like, I mean, I mean, and then when I found that, like, man, she didn't make it past like top five, top six, something like that. Like, and I was like, yeah. So, really? Yeah. That's kind of interesting that, that yeah. you thought that she was kind of your favorite because for, I'll tell you that most Democrats, she was not even on. Oh, the- I know that. Oh, I know that. And because. It, it, and Demo- because- like, I know Democrats that are just like, no, like, yeah. like a hard no on her. Like, that yeah. was. A- <laughs> and for me, it was, uh, I was Yang Gang. Yang Gang forever. Yeah, Yang Gang, yeah. I, I love mean- that. Yeah, Yang sold a lot of people from Benny Sanders for sure. Like, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, Yang was. I, I love that he kind of came in with a different perspective. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and I told, I was like, I was on board with like that whole universal like, income. I'm, no, I'm yeah. on, I'm on board with not having politicians as like our people. Like I hate the whole political system and just having an outsider come in. And he came in and talked about things like like technology and things that were like the future, that makes sense. right? That makes he sense. just started like, fresh. This, like this I is, feel this like this is just, what you need just, to look like, at. This is yeah. what it. Yeah, this is what yeah. it needs to look. Right. I actually like his approach to education. His approach to education was really on the nail because you have to evolve your people to the next level because this one, we're going to get smarter. We're going to be more efficient, right? And those jobs are not going to be there regardless. I mean, mm-hmm. So might as well evolve your people too. So right. elevate everyone up at the same time by fixing the education. You know, I think, I think for me that, and the reason why I didn't really, I guess, uh, I guess went all the way to him as, as, a, as it's just because of the lack of political ex- and network experience that he had, we, like like the Cobb Garber had. So, 
I mean, otherwise, yeah. I mean, he, he, to be honest, though, he could actually his talk and his uh, universal income came in the right time, right place. To be honest, that's and, true. Like as soon as soon as like ahead. he was off, we had like this pandemic, and then they're like, yeah. oh, we could use a thousand dollars a month now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were even Republicans kind of Supporting you know him. working yeah. towards that. It was it was very bizarre, like to see him being so like just ahead of his time, right? Yeah, yeah. And I and, think and, that that was very apparent. You know, once yeah. once pandemic stages here so, so you say so you said that you support elizabeth so once elizabeth i guess didn't come through who, who was your next candidate um so basically by the time it got to we got to vote here in florida it was pretty apparent that joe biden was going to be the nominee i feel like for me joe biden sneaks sne- like kind of sneakily got up there like secretly <laughs> well like, he it was very you know, quiet for a while it was very interesting because with the Iowa caucuses, I don't know how much you guys watched of that. I followed, that. I followed very closely to that. Yeah. So I really didn't. I really didn't follow Iowa caucuses before this year, uh, past year. But um, this year, when I was watching it, it was very interesting because um, Joe Biden almost basically got booted out of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it was, if you if you look at what happened, part of it was that his team actually held a rally. Um, instead of going out and working the caucuses and trying to get their people to vote and trying to do this. And so it was kind of like, wait, you're having a big almost celebration party when you should be working <laughs> being elected. Um, so to me, that felt very pompous, cocky, out of touch um, from a Democrat's perspective. Yeah. Um, so I think they though, I think they then learned their lesson though and went in and worked hard in the other areas. That well, they- I, think, I, I think that's why they kicked up the next gear. That's yeah. what I realized. Yeah. And, you're, and, you're, and you're right. This is why I said that I felt like it was quiet, and then suddenly, just next year happened. Yeah, yeah. Was, I thought like I thought Bernie Sanders was gonna win candidacy. Like oh, I really? thought that's what I thought. I, I like it wasn't my like the Wait, guy. Why did you I say won. that? Why do you, why, he just you... had such a strong momentum? Momentum, momentum. Yeah. and like it feels like a very grassroots type of like. Oh, it totally group. is. It's so, totally grassroots. But, yeah, yeah, and, and I was like, I was, I was surprised how he was just he just started losing ground and i i, I didn't understand like why I, like, it was so much noise for bernie sanders and yet it didn't it didn't come out yeah well and we i mean we kind of have seen this in the past and, and mm-hmm. i'll tell you, even at the local level this is pretty common is that those those farther left progressives um how you know it's it's a lot of talk and and very little action i mean basically they didn't get out the vote that they needed to and um, and so it it that's a that's a pretty common tendency. I mean, I've even seen it here trying to organize local progressives. Um, I I dated a guy for a while who <laughs> organized um, the progressives here and, and the far the far left progressives and democratic socialists, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, they um, basically he would he would put together events, he would put together things, and no one would show up. And now it's tough though. It's it's yeah. tough to get people to get people out there unless you have something to lose for. Well, and also a lot of the people who we were trying to get or, or no, he was trying to get organized were people that were working two and three jobs who had this uh, that's true. They're not, they're not, they're not the spare time to do that, I guess. Right. Like what you know, you can't go out and work, you know, 10 hours each weekend if you're working 40 hours each <laughs> So it's like it's it's definitely um I guess def- the, what's the real expectation behind that, right? In a, in yeah. A sense. Especially that yeah. three job. It's kind of tough to get that. Yeah. I mean, and and people that, you know, people that were disabled and people, you know, I mean, it was just, it's very difficult to to, you know, kind of have this activism. You know, I I am very, I, I definitely recognize like I am the political elite, right? Like I have 
time, the energy, the money to, to do this in my spare time. I don't yeah. have to work a second and third job. Yeah. I don't have to worry about if my boss is going to fire me for yeah. even doing this, which in Florida, they can fire you for whatever. You can Actually, to be honest, though, I, 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 know people who got, <laughs> I know people who got fired for having yeah. a political view. And, and it's yeah. sad to say that. Whether you whether you whether you blue or red doesn't matter. Like it's, it's just it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, actually, my my last position where I got laid off in February, they had they had an official statement that said you were not allowed to share your political opinions online. Now, granted, after the 2016 election, that was like no one followed that, right? Like I'll just tell you, like wait, if, so wait, wait, so how you, did they? How did they? Job? Yeah, how did they track that? Yeah. They didn't. They didn't. Oh, okay. But. They, they had had situations in the past where attorneys had basically gotten involved um, and they, they had fired people because they were super extreme. Is it because they lost clients because of that? I'm just wondering what happened. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it was because God. they had lost clients. So oh, I, yeah. I worked for, I did work for a home builder. So yeah. um, actually a developer, which is kind of funny because that's not usually the, the Democrat side of things, but working for a developer in the state of California um, is way different than working for a developer in Florida. I'll tell you that much um, just with EPA regulations. I mean, with everything. It's, of course. It's, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, um, every state has its own different set of laws too also to power the regulations that you have yeah to definitely and i mean in florida you know a lot of times they just allow you to kind of bulldoze the wetlands or you know we have something here so it's, it's very loose you, I, you yeah. realize it's very loose yeah it let is, me do what i is. want with my with my land yeah <laughs> pretty much and that's kind of one thing that actually comes up here so um i'm in seminole county florida which is just northeast of of the orlando area um it's actually we're about half half of the university of central florida's uh housing off-campus housing is yeah. and so we we have been a traditionally red county um for for decades for, yeah. for decades and decades and decades i mean we uh i mean <laughs> some some like kind of famous things we're known for is you know a is both kind of clan rallies by lake jessup which is a big lake here um and then also the trayvon martin shooting is is another thing that my county is known for yeah um, and so uh, it's it's very much it was very much red um, and very much rural. Uh, the county actually split off. They were originally part of Orange County, but they actually split off because they wanted to live a more rural um, lifestyle. And so that was why the two counties split, and you got Orange and then Seminole. Um, but in Seminole County, we actually had voted red. Um, the last time we voted for a presidential for a democratic president was 1948 with harry truman that's crazy wow and this year we actually flipped the county from red to blue nice. um so we we voted for joe biden as president um there's there's clearly a lot of factors there um but we had i you know been do, part do you of think more people just decided to show up and vote or they just got better not more knowledge out of that just wondering. yeah so we're we definitely saw record numbers um okay saw record numbers of people coming out. I mean, when you look at um, things like Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, the shooting there that happened on Valentine's Day a couple years ago, yeah. um, more, more kids, more high school kids, college kids are getting involved, they're getting invested, and they're realizing that, that what we have going on here now is not okay. Um, and, and so we're seeing a lot of kids that are even, you know, coming from very conservative, very, very far, you know, conservative Christian families even, um, that are, that are coming out and want to be Democrats and want to help support the Democratic Party. And so it, it's very interesting. Um, but also, I mean, we have shifting demographics here. I'll say that. Like, the cost of housing in Orlando is expensive. So. Yeah. Like, and that's actually one of the reasons I ended up in Seminole County. I grew up on the Orange County side of the line, about a mm. mile 
the line. And now I live a mile into Seminole County. Um, I've decided to buy my house here because the cost of living, the quality of life is good. So I heard that I heard, I mean, in certain, certain states and certain counties, they do, they've done a lot of gerrymandering in order to kind of control. Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and it's, it's kind of like, how do they get away with that? Especially like in Pennsylvania like, or yeah. Well, Pennsylvania, where else? Michigan did, did that a few times. Like, and it's kind oh, of. It's, like, it happens nonstop. And it happens on both sides of the line. It happens, it happens, both it happens sides. with Republicans. Yeah. That's yeah. something to just like be aware of. It's not just one side or the other, which is wrong. Yeah. Like, it's wrong. The people should have a voice, right? Yeah. And it's, so in the state of Florida, we actually had, um, we had a, the League of Women Voters sued the state of Florida because of their, um, because of their maps, um, their congressional. Really? Yes. And they won. They beat the state of Florida in a lawsuit. And that was actually how our districts got redistricted. And that's how Stephanie Murphy, who is our Democratic Congresswoman from my district, she, she represents all of Seminole County and a little bit of Orange County, her, her district got redistricted. And that is one of the reasons that she actually got elected in 2016. And she beat out a 30 plus year Republican incumbent was because it was the gerrymandering was was fixed. Um, and so um, she was actually able to beat out the Republican incumbent. And, you know, but there was a long road to that. I mean, the League of Women Voters, like I said, had to sue the state of Florida. And basically the judge that that ruled on this told the told the legislature, okay, you have basically three chances to, this is kind of, I'm kind of, fixed. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of, kind of condensing it here. But basically the judge told the Republican, the legislature, which is predominantly yeah. Republican in the state of Florida, um, she, they told them, okay, you basically have three chances to fix this map. So they went back to the drawing board, they drew something, it was completely gerrymandered. The judge said, no, that doesn't doesn't work. Then they did it again. And the judge is like, no, this still doesn't work. And so basically they went back to the drawing board. I believe that time they didn't end up providing a map in time. And so finally the judge just said- I'll draw it for you. (laughs) Original map that the League of Women Voters submitted that is not- Oh, that's crazy. So that is what ended up happening. But- but now with with uh, the census, you know, happening this year, everything is going to be redrawn. Yeah, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't wait. Is that everything. how is that how those lines are drawn? Yeah. Is based off the of census. Yes, this is why it's very important to do the census thing. So the legislature will approve it. Um, and again, in Florida, we have a Republican legislature. So um, do you so have it, like a a reason why there these lines are drawn versus just like oh we're just going to draw these squares around everyone and just. <laughs> Let it go. Um, I think, you know, I think it would make sense at this point in time to have some sort of computer program that would that would just automatically divide up the land. Um, but part of it is because of, um, I mean, part of it is just because of the history that that's not how it was done, right? No one trusts a computer program to do it. No one trusts it's the old school way. That's what no, like, I don't even understand why they don't just like draw like squares, out, like just square it up and just. That's what well, it is. Why do we have all these like random lines all around these areas? Population so, density. Population density. Yeah. So it's based on density. It's based yeah. on population density. So for example, in Miami, right, it's incredibly dense. Whereas where I live, it is really not that dense. Um, so so you have to make sure that each person is represented and that they're represented. It's like square footage. Pu- 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 but we already have like these random lines <laughs> called states that we have. <laughs> so like, who the hell cares? Like, it, it feels like it, like our system isn't made for this anyways to be like, yeah. so it, why? It, it does matter because it comes out of counting money now. Counting money. It, it's all yeah. 
it comes down to yeah, trust. a lot of it comes down to money. A lot of it comes yeah. down to, you know, power is essentially yeah. what it is. And it's that, you know, people want to control their power. And so, you know, for example, a Republican legislature is not going to redraw the lines for some of their top, you know, state senators, for some of their top, you know, for some of their top, you know, congressional districts. They're not going to, to redraw those lines and then let those people get kicked out of office based on the numbers. And, 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 and vice versa, too. This happens both ways, right? Yeah. Like I said, yeah. But in Florida, it is obviously the Republicans. Yeah. Republicans have been in charge here for over 20 years. And yeah. the Democratic Party, like we can go into that, but yeah. the Democratic Party here in, in the state of Florida is a mess. Um, and so Republicans- It has grown, but I, I feel like it has grown a lot though. The Democratic Party in Florida has grown a lot. And yeah. yes, there's weight. I mean, there's obviously there's still things to be, it could be better, right? Yeah. So let, let me ask you this though. I guess, um, no, obviously you're very aligned to the Democratic Party, right? Yes. If you can name three things that the Democratic Party could fix, what would that be? I mean, one of the big things that we saw come out of this election was clearly a Hispanic outreach. Um, and that was something that we were severely lacking. Um, hang on, hang on. Why do you say that? I'm just wondering. Because when you look at the maps, um, and I'll, I can, I'll, I'll drop it in our thing here. But yeah. When you look at the maps, um, you can see that the number of the, the change in the Republican and Democrat votes from 2016 to 2020, Republicans seriously gained in that in South Florida. So yeah. that was something that- You think that, because it's because the Cubans, I guess, the Venezuelans, I don't know if people live there. Oh yeah, right? totally. I mean, the Hispanic outreach- What do you um, think that is? I mean, Trump's team really pushed hard the agenda that Biden is a socialist, a communist, um, and, and the Democrats did nothing to really rebuke that. And so- um, we, we saw that this issue, um, and, and it really just, um, I mean, it, it really hurt. I mean, it, it really hurt us here in Florida, um, uh, because the, the Democrat, you know, the, our democratic strongholds are usually South Florida. And yeah. so even though those counties still went blue, they didn't yeah. go blue by enough of a margin to flip the state of Florida. Gotcha. And I also, because I think you're right, because the, uh, at the end of the day, the people that I talked to that are Hispanic, they supported Trump. It's not because they like them. It's just because I was talking to a Cuban uh, guy, a friend of mine here in, in Orlando, right? He's, he voted Trump. He said that because um, he came from com communist area, He's, he he knows that what's going to happen next. What because at the end of the day, there are certain things that he he can't. He, I mean, he personally sees that this, there are steps forward where he doesn't. He's already okay. Well. That's what they call a socialist first, and you you'll see what happens when, when you know. I'm like, well, it doesn't it doesn't really work like that, in in the in in the United States, the government's a little bit different, right? Even though you have like a socialist program, it doesn't necessarily mean hey, this is going to be you know, it's going to be a socialist country in a sense, and that's what they're afraid of, right? But then, then you have Trump on the other side where he's like, well, you rather have a dictator because he the way he's talking about it, he rather be a dictator, especially if he's trying to control the terms and eventually one day, right? So it's like having what happened in Chavez in Venezuela. Like, so we were talking about that little piece. He, he's kind of see that, but he's like, well, what can we do? We're stuck with these two party systems. Yeah. And right. Then, well, yeah. and I thought it was, you know, I think a lot of it honestly was messaging though, because it is. It's all messaging players. Those of us in the in the Democratic Party, you know, we see that Biden is so moderate and Harris is so moderate. But when you, you know, especially compared to someone like Yang or Bernie yeah. Or, you know, the, those kind of, or Elizabeth Warren, um, Biden is such a moderate. And, and so for us, it doesn't even. But as, an average person don't see that though. An average but person, the average person doesn't see that. The average yeah. 
person is just not really that aware. I mean, you ask the average person, they don't even know who Mike Pence is. So, I mean, a lot of it for me, again, goes back to that, like, public education, right? Like, we're not doing justice to our citizens. Like, and, and a lot of it is just because people are just not aware. Um, you know, people are too busy working that second and third job and struggling to make ends meet and feed their families um, to, to really worry about this, to dive in, to engage. I mean, even with internet and us all having smartphones, I mean, it's they just don't have the time, energy or money to so, to focus so me, on this. So let me ask you this then. In order to get the, I guess, the Hispanic voters outreach better, what kind of policies do you guys, Democrats, should focus on to get to make to get, get their attention on? Because it looks like one of the things that they really focused on was like, hey, you know what, we want to make sure that, you know, we, uh, I mean, at least from the Republican side of things, they, they wanted to make sure, you know what, hey, we're not going to try to implement social programs, things like that, that can hurt the system in a sense. And, th and they kind of played the fear of communists coming their way. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Fear works, right? Like it yeah. does. It does. And um, it's, it's horrible that that's kind of what it comes down to. But I mean, a lot of it is, you know, maybe and then maybe Democrats should have done more messaging about, you know, about kind of the dictatorship aspect of it. Right. Um, or maybe I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm a big proponent of um, focusing on policies, policies that will literally make a difference in people's lives. And so, I mean, I think healthcare is one issue where, um, you know, I would say two big, two big issues that, that are not super popular um, with, with our Hispanic, especially like our Cuban population in Venezuela. Well, actually, taxes is a very big topic on them. Taxes right, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, that was another piece that, that kind of uh, went into play was, was that, um, you know, if, <laughs> your, your taxes aren't going to be made that much worse by Biden's plan or, or worse at all if you're not making, you know, $400,000 a year over, you know, however much a year. Um, so I think there, there needed to be a lot more clarity on that um, versus just that he wanted, you know, because I think Trump's Trump's messaging worked, right? And it, and it was good. And it was basically like, like, I hate to say that it was good, but it was good, um, was that, you know, it was these scare tactics of we're going to raise your taxes. Everybody, you know, is going to, I mean, I heard it nonsense. Up. I mean, I heard those Trump ads on the radio, on TV, and you know, I mean, I don't even have cable, and and I heard those Trump ads nonstop, and it was it was that you know Biden Biden said you know I'm going to raise your taxes, and they they would play the clip, and Biden would say if you're like me, your taxes are going to be raised. But obviously, people don't understand that, right? They don't get that Biden's saying that because he is in the upper, you know, 1%. He is, he's not your average, average Joe, ironically. Um, but he's, he, he's, he's there and he is that political elite. He is the one who we should be taxing. So um, I think that's that's a big piece of it. But um, as far as messaging to our Hispanic communities, I mean, I think a lot of it should be about, um, about kind of equality. Um, a lot of it should be um, discussing um, like maybe legal immigration reform, you know, that kind of thing. Um, although I know, you know, with several of my friends here, their parents that were Trump supporters, my, my Hispanic friends here in Central Florida, their, their friends' parents were, my friends' parents were Trump supporters. And so, and part of it is kind of this I got mine mentality. It's like, I'm here, I came here legally, I did all these things, so now I'm going to go through, you know, and, and vote against. I, I, feel like, I feel like it's a little bit tough on that situation. I think that topic. So, so do you, yeah. so you're saying that you think that, the Democrat did a poor job on that messaging piece, or do you oh, actually, totally. or do you think they did a, a poor job on not uh, addressing the policy more? 
I think it's both. I think messaging is really a big, a big piece of it. Um, so I, I think if the messaging was done a little better, um, if it was stronger, because it's kind of hard to think about this, right? So like, obviously during the Obama administration, Obama deported more illegal immigrants than Trump right? has. Yeah. But people, people don't understand that, right? Like, right. And, and at the same time, though, it's kind of, it's kind of like, okay, you know what? And if they want, you know, if they want a true border in a sense, right? You do want everybody to try to go through the system, but also at the same time, you're gonna send that there are certain circumstances people cannot go through that system because their country are whatever, you know, invaded, things like that. Stuff happens, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And so and people don't realize that once that other that other scenario and you I think they get advertised to one side of things. So like Yeah. I feel like on the Democrat side, there's also a lot of uh, well, from what I've heard, right? Like, I don't yeah. watch, I don't watch TV too much. I just, I see a lot of stuff on, on my social media and and different things. But I feel like the Democrat side was always pushing towards how, uh, racist Trump was versus the Trump side was always saying how socialist the Democrat, Democrat side was. was yeah. And as a like as a if you if you're an immigrant looking at this, you're like, uh, is he really racist? Versus, I've seen socialism, and I've yeah. seen how bad that is. Yep. I'd rather, I'd I, like, I'd rather yeah. be well, like with someone like who's like to you, right? it goes slightly racist versus someone yeah. who's gonna like kill my country, right? It's, yeah. it's uh, right. Actually, talking and, to and I mean, I think I think the Democratic Party also kind of underestimates um, the the racism that exists in this country, not just true. white people. I mean, ra- racism is not a, a check yes or no box. I mean, yeah. it is definitely a, a gray scale and and at some point we all fall onto that scale right yeah. mm-hmm. and, and it's so, not gonna go away tomorrow either though you know what I, mean? I think a lot more people yeah a lot more people could kind of identify with or be okay with with kind of blatant racism they're used to it right like i feel like mm-hmm. especially those of us here in florida i mean if you haven't if you haven't personally seen something racist happen and you're you grew up in the state of florida like you haven't got a house your house yet <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like you're you're living under a rock, right? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, it's it's just very very blatant. I mean, it, it's- well, t- I, talking to a Cuban, the, the same Cuban border friend that I, that he supported Trump, he's like, he's like, yeah, I got, I just, I got out of Cuba. I self made myself here in in Florida. I, yeah. I just, I at the end of the day, he's just like, I mean, he was he was definitely misinformed in the tax because I kind of told him about that. I'm like, hey, yeah. are you making 400k a year? I'm like. Right. <laughs> like, like you know things like that but but he also said the reason why he chose trump is because he didn't really like i'd rather take that little piece of it based on his action what he did in terms of the tax situation based on how he expanded obamacare and he said he talked about how he kind of like pursued like how at least trump tried to do something with pharmaceutical where the, the democrat party has not done anything for you know during you know during the last uh last four years when he was in but yeah. it's kind of like i you know like it's the way he was just spinning out. I'm like, okay, I can see why he's kind of aligned to that. And, and you know, tackling that whole healthcare issue in a sense, I'm like, and I kind of broke it down for him. He's like, hey, why do you think yeah. that, you, do you believe actually, you know, you know, healthcare for all in the first place? And he says like, to be honest though, nothing should be for free the way he mentioned that because if it's free, people would take advantage, would, would not value it, right? For example, food should not be free, but it should be a little bit, but it should not be expensive because at the end of the day, it's a necessity. So it's like, think about from a human need first versus actual like human needs first. And then yeah. you come down to, you know, what is, you know, what, what is the next level? Right? What is human needing first? You need food to survive. You need to have good health, right? 
yeah. but that in order to value that you got to put a little bit of price on the value like for example make them work a community garden right to grow the food so that they know that they have free quote unquote free food or add some value to to the system where like for example obamacare could have been proved on even a lot more if they open up to the market but they didn't open up to the market i feel like and that's why healthcare God, it's one of the reasons why it's I mean, I think we can all agree that the ACA Obamacare is is not. I don't know. It was the first. It was a, it was the very <laughs> first time doing something like that, and mm-hmm. nothing is perfect. Yeah. Nothing, right. Yeah. Um. And- so I did. You know, I I did actually this election cycle. One of the things that I did was I met with um the the Japanese consulate general for the state of Florida. And um, he, he came to Central Florida and he interviewed kind of all the kind of elected officials, all of the people who were um, were in kind of my role, you know, for both, for all of the different parties, honestly, um, is what he did. And so he kind of walked me through it and he was, he was really kind of surprised. He said, you know, I thought this pandemic would have pushed people more towards um, more healthcare. wanting, you know, healthcare that works, right? Yeah. And he said, but really, there seems to have been a big backlash and almost- it's actually, I feel like it, it became more divisive. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And you know, I, I mean, before you when you look at it, what, sorry? I mean, before you move on, what do you think, what, what do you think that is? Um, I mean, I, I definitely think that this was on purpose. I think that the president and his team have, have divided this country on purpose. They, they don't, they don't want it to be, to be joint and together. I mean, I think that that that's that's really what it is. Is, is, is it more like divide and conquer fear type of deal? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think divide and conquer and and use those fear tactics to gain more power and you know to 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 kind of um, put more control in Republican hands. I mean, we see it not just with Trump, but with Mitch McConnell. I mean, we we see it um, ongoing within the Republican Party, um, and and so it does feel very purposefully divisive, um, in my opinion. But doesn't doesn't this also make the Democrat more united as well, though? Um, yeah, I would say that the most united united we've been here uh, you in know, a while, I, right? In a uh, while, to, yeah, the Democratic Party, right? Locally, is is that you know we came together because of Trump, right? Like it was a reaction, um, and and I can talk a little bit more about kind of my background and how I got involved with this. Um, but basically, it was this: oh my God how did we let this man become president, right? Like he has the nuclear codes, right? Like, like how, how do we let this man who, you know, can't spell the word coffee on Twitter, you know, you know, do, to have the nuclear codes, right? And so, um, so for me, like I, I woke up, I'll tell you my story, because I think that's definitely like, that, that definitely plays into kind of how a lot of people got involved was I woke up the morning after the 2016 election. I mean, I was in California, so I was staying up late watching it. You know, there's a three hour time difference. So I was able to kind of see these results roll in and it was looking like Trump was winning all of these states. And it was scary. I mean, it was scary. It was it was relatively unexpected for someone who wasn't involved in politics at the time. Um, and so for me, we just kept watching and waiting. I mean, I had a bottle of champagne in my fridge for Hillary, <laughs> female president. like. I, was ready to go and we just sat there and we were like this can't be happening like this just can't be happening but again i was living in that san francisco blue bubble at the time um so so do i you think uh, do you think uh, the democrats underestimated the unlikability of trump of, no of of uh hillary, hillary. because yeah, that's I, that's really the reason why a lot of yeah. people didn't vote for yeah. her was because she just I mean, didn't Bernie seem Sanders like fans? a real person I mean, I'll tell you, you know, as, as a woman in politics, period, I mean, it's, 
you're seen as unlikable. It's just, it's not, it's like, we'll start out. Like, do I think Hillary was an ideal candidate? No, but do I think that that she was probably the most qualified person um, at that point? And, and paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yeah, do. But I mean, also qualified means you're in the right. political sphere and that was what everyone was trying to go up against, right? So right. that was, so that was, was like a negative on her. Plus, oh, she totally. seemed very. She seemed like everything was very scripted, and that everything was just like she. Yeah. she I mean, when I saw was, certain things come out of her campaign, like when she went and rode the New York City subway and stuff like that, like it, it looked ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. she, it, it was ridiculous. This was not. This is not who she was. It was clearly not authentic, um, which I'm a big proponent of, especially with our local candidates. I tell them, I'm like, whatever you do, be authentic with it. Like, just do it. Um, and so, and so, I, it really felt like um, she had been kind of pushed into this mold of what like makes a good politician. And I mean, if you if you look back at some of the history of kind of who she was and how this went about, I mean, she didn't even change her last name when she was first married to, to Bill Clinton. Um, but she got so much hate for that. Um, we pressured her when when Bill Clinton was elected as president. Um, we as as Americans basically pressured her to put forth her like cookie recipe, right? <laughs> high power attorney she doesn't have her own little personal cookie recipes like it and that's like the type of things that we were pressuring you know first ladies to do pressuring women who were in politics to do and so we really molded her in she was kind of this this feminist outlier when she first got into the game when she was first working and when she first married bill clinton and and so then you know as that time went on in order to be seen as a qualified candidate she had to let a lot of that go and just go with the flow now i also think that polling and consultants are a lot to blame i'll I'll say that like clearly like they were following polling and that's how they determined where their dollars were spent which state that's true yeah Incredibly yeah. off. Yeah. Um, I've heard that this year is like the the death of polling, basically, because. Of- <laughs> um, well, and- well, they got smarter, right? I think just the 16 election, they realized, you know what, uh, the Trump campaign was smart with the dollar money and was yeah. smart on how to be creative, how to get rich, better voters. And I felt yeah. like this year, the Democrat, okay, you know, we're gonna do a similar thing. We're gonna be, we're gonna have to think outside the box. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like TikTok itself has gotten a lot of uh, blue, uh, what's called blue votes. Let me tell you, because of the younger generation. Yeah. And and I seen that a lot. Like, and let me tell, like, and we, I remember in June, I was like, I already seeing all these blue campaigns. So I'm like, holy crap! I never seen so many people being involved in this way. And it's not like I, I was liking those posts. I'm like, they're just just feeding you, you know? And yeah, I mean, it was prevalent, especially on yeah. TikTok, right? It was. Yeah that um that that generation you know diving in and, and taking part and being active so wait, wait, wait go back to the minister though let's go back to yeah. the story of that part yeah. so the story so basically i sat there on election night in 2016 and was like oh my god what is happening right and so and i went to bed and woke up the next morning and donald trump was president yeah. and it was scary as hell for me i literally i woke up and mind you i did not open that bottle of champagne i did yeah. not drink heavily because I was waiting. Um, I, I I woke up the next morning and I had a headache and I had a headache for eight days straight. Um, so and- wait, hang on. why you, I guess, why was it scary for you? Because what did you, what did you know about Trump at that time? 
I, I knew that he was a, an unreliable real estate mogul, mogul from from New York, uh, from New York, right? That he was born into this wealth. That he um, he had created Trump University and defrauded so many people in the state of Florida. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I knew that he. I mean, I'd watched all the debates at that point. I'd watched the Republican debates. I'd watched, um, you know, the debates with Hillary. And I thought, how can he represent us? How can he be seen as what America is? And, and for me, it was kind of shocking. Um, there's, a, there's a very funny Dave Chappelle skit from Saturday Night Live um, that, that really represented what was happening in my living room that night, uh, because I was there with some friends, right? <laughs> all hanging out and we're like oh my god how is this happening this is like the word like it was just really funny because this the dave Chappelle skit if you haven't seen it definitely watch it um from election night 2016 was like oh my god how is this happening and then literally your friend who is you know like it's dave Chappelle, so it's it's the black <laughs> friend right and he's sitting there and he's like oh yeah i'm so surprised that america is racist and sexist <laughs> And it was, I mean, that's literally like what happened in my living room. Like so many of those phrases were said, like my one friend was going, there's still Alaska, you know, <laughs> all of those phrases that happened in that, like in that SNL skit happened in my living room. So it, it was just, you know, it was like, you had to laugh or you would cry. Yeah. It was just like this. It was, this, it was like a sad, funny moment. To mm -hmm. it. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. I mean, we were all basically like bawling, laughing, right? Like yeah. we were crying our eyes out. Um, but, but I mean, it's like, you know, it's just that America would choose someone who, you know, I mean, he openly talked about, you know, pussy grabbing, right? Like that yeah. kind of thing, like, like about sexually assaulting women. Like this was, this is something that he was bragging about. Um, and so for, for the United States to elect someone, you know, obviously not by the popular vote, you know, of yeah. course, Democrats, um, but um, not by the popular vote, but for us to elect someone, period, who has these values, um, you know, kind of uh, essentially, you know, I kind of take it as, you know, the reason that, that he was elected was essentially because of one issue voters, um, because of people who wanted to see um, a conservative Supreme Court. Um, for you know, a lot of my friends and family who are religious, um, very openly voted for him, and it's because abortion is their only issue. And so for me, see that goes back to the value, right? So yeah, and I, and I feel like that's a big issue in general because how they were raised. If you if you grew up Catholic, if you grew up Christian, whatever it yeah. is, I think that matters, though, believe it or not. Well, but no, I, I totally believe it, and we yeah. saw it here with our local candidates too. I mean. Yeah had two candidates that they slammed nonstop locally, that the Republicans slammed and their ads were almost identical. It said, you know, how can you vote for Pasha Baker? Pasha Baker believes in abortion up to the moment of, of uh, delivery. And it's like, come on, like what, who believes this without like literally looking up information? So, so think about this, right? The, yeah. the people who supported Trump in 2016 though, but you also realize, okay, wow, there's actually people listening to him. That means it resonates with some yeah. sort of crowd. But it also woke up part of America where, okay, you know what? There's someone actually representing me, truly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and usually it's probably the people from rural area with poor education yep. and they probably get information one way. And they're yeah. not going to... And I feel like also at the same time though, like whether you're blue or red, like the rural area, you have poor education, you're gonna get information one way, whether you get, you know, fed, you know, through the blue information, whatever it is, the little bubble. And it's like, yeah. and it's it's sad to see that, but that's how you, it resonates, right? So you don't know what's right or wrong to a certain degree. You're like, okay, you know what? At least there's, at least 
he's connecting me the message uh, and he's talking to me that message kind of message whether whatever he did in the past most people forgive him about that if you notice that most people forgive him for a lot of things he did in the past yeah definitely yeah and a lot of people everything he says everything he said just like just like flies off it like nothing yeah. ever sticks they just ignore just, it they just, yeah, they just like, ignore whatever. it in a sense like even the twitter piece it's, right? it's blind loyalty is what it is i mean it's it's definitely blind loyalty but is it to the party or to him do you think though um i feel like it's honestly to him um because we see things so i'll, I'll tell you um here locally in central florida um there was a house that i would pass regularly that would fly they actually had their trump flag above their american flag and and this was not this is not that much of an uncommon occurrence here, unfortunately. Um, but it's like they're not putting their country first; they're putting Trump, you know, putting this person above the United States, which is really scary to me. I mean, it definitely comes off as incredibly cultish, dictatorish. You know, I well, mean, do you think it's because I guess he had the balls to call out the media, even though we knew we knew the media was biased for a while, but no one had the balls to call it out, right? No one, yeah. had the, no one had the balls to actually push that issue. And all, not only that, the pharmaceutical piece of it too, and a lot of and the trade stuff, right? And I feel like at least, okay, quote unquote, he's not the perfect guy. And I'm not saying that, you know, whatever he did was correct or not, but at least he had the balls to call those things out and he had no ties to that, right? And I feel like- And he's least, also not a politician. So like everything he says yeah. isn't- I think that doesn't was the seem, Doesn't seem mm-hmm. calculated. It seems more authentic. And that's yeah. really the thing. Like authenticity is very yeah. important. That's now. his marketing. Really, that's his marketing. Yeah. Oh, totally. I get it. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, he is who he is, right? Like that is very clear. And, um, you know, it, it's- I, I would like to see Democrats be more authentic in the future. Um, but how's that though? How would, how would you even address that? Like, I feel like the, the play by the books so... Yeah, I it's, mean... It's a party, right? Like those two parties. I do, yeah. I do feel like, outside. for example, President Obama came off as more authentic. Like, he did. I agree. And yes. I mean, it was genuine. It was from the heart. I mean, I just saw him a couple of weeks ago. He came here to Orlando and I was standing 20 feet away from him at a socially... Yeah instanced event and and i mean my mom was standing next to me bawling because she was like this is amazing he's just like he speaks the truth right like that's like when you hear him speak you can't feel anything but like oh my god this is amazing like and and it's it's really difficult to to kind of feel any other way when you're listening to him um he's just a powerful speaker well i mean you, you saw this also too when kayla uh kayla came in uh, came in as her secretary right and as mm-hmm. soon as she, you can tell how good she communicator she is versus trump everybody loved, just listened to kayla instead of him you know what i mean and yeah. and you, you saw the difference obviously trump's not a great speaker the way he messages uh, things and it's just that but the the, the weird part about it is that the way he speaks still resonates with people. It's kind of oh, weird. totally. It's because I it's, mean, it he, sounds like regular people. It, yeah, he's yeah. speaking kind of in this blue collar dialect. Yeah. But, but it's which you know Democrats have had a hard time doing. I mean, to be frank, like it's yeah. you know we come off as these educated snobs who. Yeah, it's like, true. It, that is the mess. That's the image. Yeah, I mean, we are we are the elitist, right? Like that's how we come off. But ironically, you know, when you look at who's at the top one percent of the top one percent, it's it's not those Democrats. You know, it's not generally those Democrats. Well, well, it's not it's not that. I, I feel like it's all it goes both parties, right? Like, and yeah. like this this goes back to my question that do you think that 
the two-party system is working, to be honest, right? And I, I, feel yeah. like they, I don't feel like the two-party system has any incentive to change because they both have, you know what? If you're not in power, I'm going to be in power. Worst case, I'm not in power, you're in power. At least there's no third party coming in. Like there's no incentive to change, right? you know? Like, and it's sad. Like for me, I feel, and I was, for me, my, one of my rant was in this episode, like I was angry at this whole two-party system because I feel yeah. like, I feel like we had, I have higher standard for candidates. I'm not going to vote for this kind of standard. I'm, I'm not going to settle for lesser to two evil. And, right. and, that, that, and it's a lot of us like that, to be honest. Yeah. And I think that, I think there's a couple pieces to that, right? Like I yeah. think, um, first, I think that the electoral college is, is just not, not functional anymore. Right. Um, I, I it saw, needs to evolve. It needs to evolve for sure. It needs to evolve. Yeah. It, it needs to change with the times, right? Like when, when our, when our forefathers came up with this system, you know, they didn't imagine how many millions of people lived in California, right? They didn't yeah. imagine that this would take place. They didn't imagine that we could easily, you know, calculate the exact number of votes. Right. So what do you think it needs to evolve to just wondering? So I, I would like to see a popular vote. I would like to see it switch to a popular vote, which why? But that wouldn't that like that, that wouldn't work either. Yeah. So so I would like to see it switch to a popular vote for for a variety of reasons. So um, but that that doesn't really exactly have to do with the two party system, but it kind of goes into this other piece that I'm that I'm going to mention okay. here. But um, so I would like to see it change to a popular vote because I feel that each each person's vote should be equal, right? Because right now a lot of people, especially in those blue states or those red states, don't feel like their votes count. Um, and. And so that that definitely doesn't encourage people to, to speak their mind, to vote for the candidates they want to do those things. So I think that's a big piece of it. The second piece that I think definitely needs to change is our voting, our actual voting system. So um, I, I do think that we need to do, um, to change to some sort of um, voting system where, um, you know, like rank, rank choice voting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they do that in they do that in a lot of places around you know around the world too. But um, they it's it's just it makes a little bit more sense. Um, but, the, so, but there's no incentive for them to do that because now the party right. doesn't exist. So well, and, and there's no incentive for them to do that because right now the two parties that have control are the yeah. Republicans and the Democrats. Yeah. So they maintain their control by keeping things you know as is. In now, order to change that, you had to amend the Congress and you. What sorry. In order to change that, you have to amend the crux and get the judicial branch to pass that. That's the thing. Oh, totally. I mean, it would be it would be a lot of work. Like, it's not something. And that it's can... also like voting against your own self interest. Yeah. Exactly. And that's yeah. something that I don't think will happen for most of these people that are elected officials, right? Um, so, so I think ultimately, um, I, I do think that would be better. Um, but it's it's going to be a lot of work to get to that point. I starting with kind of smaller elections, you know, changing how you mean like locally. Locally, I think it's yeah. totally starting locally. I mean, I think it's changing, you know, making things like, um, for example, my vice chair within the county Democratic Party suggested that we amend our bylaws so that we are doing ranked choice voting within our- I, 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 feel, I feel like that's better because now you're not only voting for one person, you rank, you know, at least you get to vote three people and then then, then you can reduce it. You know, it's like, actually, it's like the beauty pageant. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, that's how they do it. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, yeah, it's a little bit more, and there's different ways to do ranked choice. Correct. Yeah. Like that's the other thing is like on top of doing ranked choice voting, you'd also have to like figure out how you wanted to go about that. Yeah. There's a great, but, but, but it's, but it's hard to, I mean, also it's hard just to just get rid of the electoral vote because what's going to happen with the smaller state, right? They're going to, they want to have a yeah. saying, hey, listen, hey, this is not yeah. fair. You can have more people for this. You can have more saying in this. How, how are yeah. you? Also these, also these uh, large cities also have a, 
an information bubble as well. They're on in their own yeah. bubbles. So then you're going towards these bigger cities and just talking to this crowd of people like mob mentality type of thing. Yeah. And so you're, what you're saying is you could like you could ignore as a, as a mm-hmm. public, you could just yeah. you could just ignore the outskirts or you could ignore right. the people there. Like why would you go yeah. to Montana or North Dakota? Yeah. If, and that's right. just get rid of the electoral vote piece as well. You yeah, know? and yeah. Then those people I, feel like they don't have a vote as well. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. like either way you do it, it seems like there's well, people that are feeling left out. There's kind of a difference between um, being catered to, you know, kind of having the politicians come to you and and you know promote themselves and not having an equal vote. Um, and so it I, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like if they're going to make some laws, they would make laws for New York and LA. They wouldn't make a law that helps Montana at all. They don't yeah, care. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting, right? Um, it, it's like you would need to make sure that, well, and I mean, so we still have things like Congress, right? So we still have things where, you know, each state has two senators, right? So yeah. we still have representation. And the um, has to have the Senate too that represents states. And well. those senators would need to continue to push for their states. Yeah. Um, frankly, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure that that the presidential, you know, I'm not sure any president in recent history has really pushed for for things that were specific to swing states, right? And and right now that's kind of how it is, is it's only swing states that, yeah. that can get attention from the presidential election. Correct. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's definitely, I mean, I think no matter what you do, you're going to be kind of biased. But I think that right now, having, you know, two senators per state, having congressional, you know, all of that congressional representation. It does balance a little bit, though, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like it would, that that piece balances it out, right? But I but I do think from a, from a, from a presidential perspective, I think we have to, we have to change to a, to a popular vote. And we were already kind of on the way there, but there are, they still need, I believe, 13 more states um, to sign on to the popular vote in order for it to be basically put forward for for the national um, presidential election. Yeah, and it's it's tough because I it's kind of like, I mean, in terms of how a popular vote, I feel, I feel like it's a little tough because you're now you're diminuing like you know value of the smaller state in a sense to a certain degree. Well you, you say that, but I mean it's usually the senators. It's usually the the senators who are the ones for pushing for, you know, senators in Congress who are pushing for those funds to come into their states, pushing for, you know, support for their their areas and their districts anyways. I mean, when was the last time a president, you know, said, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix, you know, the the uh tourism industry or you know that kind of thing. Like I mean there's not swings aren't getting anything out of this right now either other than being harassed by presidential campaign i mean <laughs> that's, that, that, that's really it well i mean we're not going to solve the voting system this talk yeah. but so, <laughs> you know what i mean so, but uh but i mean i mean that's a good i mean that's a good you know takeaway from your point of view though in a sense though yeah. now move, I mean, so okay so we're in it right now we're gonna you know take a little break we're gonna do the funny segment section yeah let's uh let's move yeah. on to something that let's let's take a Take a breather from this conversation. <laughs> that's it. That's really what it is. Yeah. So, Robert, you want to start with yours? Sure. Your story? So, I'm going to send over this video to the group. Uh, I think, Mike, you've seen this already from um, oh, I have. On, our, on our group chat, but I just thought it was so funny that I had to show it. Um, okay. It's this guy. Let me, let me zoom in on my screen. Um, this guy. Okay. So he's showing 
after all this time, man, this girl just sat here and told me that she does not love me no more. That's I did not say that. I said you cannot have a PS5. Just the same thing. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> 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 he said that his girl doesn't love him anymore. And she said, I didn't say that. I said you couldn't have a PS5. And that, that's the same thing. <laughs> That's not like shot to me. <laughs> oh my god, it was, that's such that I saw this and I cracked up. I was like, oh, I don't, I feel like if I was in a relationship, I might feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend is already angling for a PS5, so that is <laughs> that's the that's the angle. You gotta go for it. <laughs> oh man. All right, all right. Sorry, sorry. Speak of PS5, I'll go next. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're also doing PS5 stuff. <laughs> PS5. <Yes>. <laughs> it's <laughs> big in news right now. Like I it couldn't get a PS5 from like anywhere. Connie got one, Connie. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have a few friends who got one, yeah. but I couldn't uh, get one. It was it was too hard. So I'm sharing this link. Uh, it's a picture, and uh, it's pretty much the title says, "My lucky day." Some guy was selling a PS5 outside a grocery store for fifty dollars. <laughs> And it's this giant looking fan thing that looks like a PS5, but it's like tall and lean. It really does look like a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it really, lo- really looks like a PS5, but just really tall and really. It's and really it's, long. And it's next to a PS4. It's just funny as hell. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up what a PS5 looks like so people see the difference. Yeah, that'll, that'll be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so good when I saw this. Like, I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's being sold out by everybody. People are having a hard time getting PS5. <laughs> and no one's talking about the Xbox, by the way. The new Xbox that got released. Nobody talks about the Xbox. Because that's not it, that's not a big deal. Yeah, so I mean, I don't I don't game. But my boyfriend was like, oh, I want the new PS5. And so I was Googling something to like see where I could get it. And it was like, and here's where you can get the Xbox. Sold out. Like, oh. oh, yeah. Xbox <laughs> everywhere. Like, it's yeah. available. <laughs> I've only seen memes of like the Xbox with like... Uh, smoke coming out of it like some of them are like overheating and smoking up oh really and they're like this is the worst humidifier ever most expensive <laughs> humidifier I've ever seen. that's crazy but that's all i've seen on, on like stuff for for xbox but ps5 like everybody wants one that's crazy all right Brittany, do you have a funny meme or story you know i i don't know i was trying to think of what what to talk about um i mean most of my stuff here i'm gonna i'm gonna share this here okay. um this is not you. It's going to kind of go back to politics, but I think you guys will. I think yeah. you guys will appreciate it. Um, there we go. One second. Uh, shoot, 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 shoot. Um, sorry. Give me a minute. No problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Let me see here. I'm sorry. I'm looking for it. <laughs> Like, I know, I know that there's, you know, been lots of fun stuff, but I'll tell you my world recently has, has definitely circled around, around politics. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we can see that. And I think everyone's life has been revolved, revolving around politics, especially with all of the, the crazy stuff that's going you, you on. Can, you can't avoid politics nowadays. If you're avoiding politics, I mean, you're living under a rock right now, to be honest. Well, and that's what, um, that's actually what like President Obama said um, that made my mom cry was, was that he was like, he was like, when Jill Biden and Kamala Harris are elected, you won't have to wake up every morning and think about them. 
<laughs> it was like, oh yeah, like po- like your president doesn't have to be like front and center every single day, you know. Mm. Um, and it's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like that's a thing that that used to not happen, right? I, uh, we should get we should get Joe Biden's uh, a Twitter account on his. Yeah, toilet. no, seriously, so make him tweet. You know, <laughs> tweet, on, tweet on the toilet. That's that's what we need from Joe Biden right now. So. <laughs> Okay, so this is I just I just dropped it in the, the see. for you guys. Uh, Alexa, show me the map of a places in Florida that season that the season wait the season that season that, their that chicken. Season their oh, chicken. Okay. <laughs> that's that's great. That's hilarious. So it's pretty much the state of Florida with the blue with the blue cities. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just the counties that went blue, and so yeah. it's. I mean, I've, I've. I also saw something that was like, "Oh, show me, show me where I want to go uh, on vacation,", vacation. Yeah, and it's just—it's <laughs> all the blue, the blue spots. <laughs> yeah. I've also seen one that says, uh, "You know, Alexa, show me, um, show me where all the major colleges are in Florida." <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I know all blue. Yeah. Lights up blue. Yeah. So that's kind of, and then I also had, um, I also had one. Um, so I, I got to meet. Um, Dr. Jill Biden um, a couple of weeks ago in a very uh, small group setting, which was which was really cool. Um, and so um, one one thing that I that I found really funny that I just like saw come across Facebook um, was this this uh, meme here, um, and I'm dropping it in right now. Sorry, um, but this I thought this meme was really funny because for those of you that don't know, Dr. Jill Biden is a teacher. Um, and my my boyfriend uh, is like she was even teaching while you know while while uh, Joe Biden was was uh, continuing to work as vice president and et cetera et cetera. Um, <laughs> so um, this is what um, this is what I saw. Um, and my boyfriend is a public school teacher. Um, I grew up all the way going through public school, um, and so this is this is one thing that I that I saw that I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, the vote. <laughs> I, gonna, I actually was gonna talk i was gonna ask you about the votes how do you feel about the votes <laughs> uh, so glad she's gonna get can she's gonna be the first one you know the like, first let me, one out tell, let me tell you i actually dislike her very much too as well that's yeah for sure yeah i mean she is she's not that's she's not the brightest crayon in the box that's for sure so when you get someone like dr jill biden who isn't <laughs> who's going to be in the white house like uh, so okay, around people, the world are rejoicing right <laughs> all right so for the people who are not looking at this it's pretty much a bear that says dr joe biden and then it's a guy running away from the bear and then <laughs> betsy devos that's pretty clear yeah so it was you know it's definitely um definitely funny you know i i was excited because i'm like you know that was that was something that really hurt you know public education i mean she was press pressuring hard for you know, private schools and uh, chart, you know, charter schools. And so for us, you know, Florida here is, is a big charter school state. Well, um, charter school is kind of keep public school according to people, you know what I mean? Right. Thing. Yeah. And so, and, and they the do char- a lot is, uh, of- Charters involve like the, the baccalaureate programs, the AP programs, the, there's like a STEM programs too that are in Florida. Or is, is yeah, that, is that yeah, charter, charter or is that um, something else? So, so no, those are those. So those are usually called magnet schools. That's true. Yeah. My boyfriend yeah. works actually at a magnet school. So those are actually they have to be held to the same standards as public schools and whatnot. Um, there are charter schools that focus on certain um, certain pieces of that. Yeah. Like there's a STEM charter school that I worked right by the library when I worked for the library system, yeah. right down the street from this ch- STEM charter school. 
Um, but a lot of times charter schools in Florida are just unregulated and uh, kind of chaotic. Well, they, well, they're supposed so to be regulated. Schools, they're private, right? not, well, they're, they technically are public schools, to be honest, by, by the bylaws. Th their funding comes from public school. Yeah. It comes out of our public school funds. It's for profit, right, isn't it? They can be for profit, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a downside to that. It's because they yeah. can be for profit. Yeah, that seems bad. It seems like a well, bad this is idea. Why, this, well, this is why a lot of teachers go to charter school because they get paid more. Yeah, sometimes teachers get paid more or they have more flexibility because yeah. they don't have to abide by, you know, the exact rules or the yeah. exact everything. But a lot of times they don't even have to have the same certifications. I mean, it's... Correct. It could go both ways easily. Yeah. yeah. Well, and a lot of, yeah, I mean, there there are good charter schools out there. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong, but what I, I don't want it taken out of public school funds. Um, but a way I have sold it to Florida communities, especially in minority areas, yeah. is it is um, school choice is what they call it. Um, and, but the reality is that many of our schools, like where I live, you, if you can get, transport your child there, your child can go to a different school, right? In Seminole yeah. County, that's how it works. Um, in magnet schools, if, if your child wants to go to a magnet school, you can usually go, right? There might be a long waiting list for that kind of stuff. That's a yeah, sometimes there's a waiting list. That's yeah. true. Um, but I think we need to invest more in things like that, where it's, yeah. where it's public school and open and access, you know, open to everybody. Um, a lot of times charter schools do have like, you know, a religious component or something as well. And it's basically a way to divert tax dollars to private schools or to for-profit groups. Yeah. Um, Education is something that definitely, it feels like, being for profit is a is an issue yeah, right because you, you're sure. like yeah. well, you're not really looking at making your students better you're making yeah. profit for your company correct well, look at look at our look at our prison system right like our prison thing Florida, yeah. it's there, a lot of them now are for profit and that's scary because their incentive is to just fill it up with as many people as possible because mm -hmm. they paid basically based on the number of inmates they take in so um and to jack up all those costs and whatnot, so. Yeah. Well, this is why I, I, I'm a big fan of, if the government's paying a freaking dime, show the freaking receipt for it. You know what I mean? Make it transparent. Well, everything's that, public. That, I mean, that that's- That would solve me. so many issues. And people it's just like, is it, is it like, is it available right now? Like, it's yeah. usually like there's a lag between now and when you get the, the information. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, you know, for us in political, Things. I mean, everything has to be public record. Every dollar we take in has to be public record. Mm -hmm. Problem is that right now there's not really anybody in the state of Florida who enforces that or looks into yeah. that. Or even audits for that, to be honest. Yeah, no. Well, we so we actually have there to- are some state, There are some state audits. But there ours is some. through, the, ours is because of the, like our stuff is because of um, the state of Florida. Like it's it's written into the, you know, the legislation that we have to do these things. And then from the statewide party, we have to do audits on all of our funding. But like you said, there's not a lot of audits on it. I mean, we saw tons of dark money flowing into Seminole County this election cycle. And it was, really? it was just mm. crazy. I mean, I have, I have a stack of about 22 fake mailers that were sent out by a dark money pack. And so there's- You can't track that? You can't backtrack that? No, you really can't track it. And when they were, when they were essentially audited, when there were complaints made about them, instead of actually following through, they just closed the pack. And then they didn't have to officially do anything. Get out of here! You wow. Can you just do that? Can just disappear? Yep. Yeah. Basically, there's no there's no legal ramifications. That's crazy. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, they they probably spent probably spent five million dollars in dark money in Seminole County this year. 
uh, just based I'm, on the number of mailers we received. And I'm on, I'm wondering how did it disappear? How did it just disappear like that though? Like with no trade? It's usually PACs donating to other PACs and um and then funding just money movement like yeah. good accounting. Um, Wait, but, but I mean, there's so, gotta be some people. I mean, you will think that. Yeah. I mean, it so takes you a can, lot of coordination to do that. First of all. <laughs> oh, it does. It totally does. And and um, so we saw, for example, a lot of the money was going through a pack that was registered to a FedEx in Miami. Um, what? So it was registered to a PO box in Miami. So there really only needed to be one name on the pack. Um, and so there was one name, and this person was a political consultant for the Republican Party. Of course. For quite a few um, of the Republicans, and and so I mean, we got these fake mailers. I mean, you should see this stuff. It is garbage. Um, we got stuff that is um, that that's talking about how our candidate is like totally doing illegal stuff, and it's like all fake things. And well, I'm sure it happens both sides. I'm sure that no one side's doing this though. I'm pretty yeah, sure it you you might want to. I don't know. In Florida, um, I'm sure in other states, yes, definitely. No, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, just talking about, I'm not just talking about Florida. I'm talking about in general. I'm, I'm talking about in general. I'm sure there's some of it, but yeah. um, I mean, Republicans have clearly made themselves the kings of fake news. <laughs> um, so yeah. that's really well, go, going back. Going back on our conversation, um, like I, like we we talked about like how the Republican Party they do a lot of things that uh, a lot of fake news and a lot of things like that, but. I felt like on the Democratic side, there's a lot of extrapolating information to also create fear uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, I can really see that. So yeah. like like things like uh, immigration, where I I've seen a lot of that, where uh, there's there's uh like like there'd be any anything that was said would be extrapolated into a oh like like the Republicans yeah. would say something like. Oh, I don't agree with illegal immigration. We need to fix it, and then that leads out to, oh, they they don't believe in immigration. They don't like immigrants. They yeah. don't like me. Yeah. Like, and I I'm an American citizen yeah. born here, yeah. and I had right. people being like, oh, Trump's gonna kick you out because he doesn't like immigration. That happened and to a just, lot of Vietnamese people at borders. That's why they swayed that way too, as well, though. And, and it's yeah. Like, that, and that also, that had a huge impact to the Hispanic population. I mean, yeah. And, yeah. and my, I'll tell you, my mom is, is one of those who she's really far left and she really is in her blue bubble and doesn't, she, you know, she deletes any Facebook friends that don't have similar viewpoints in her. And so she, um, occasionally she'll post something or, or say something and I'll basically have to fact check her. Like I'll have to say, look, be careful, you know, how you're saying this because that is not exactly what was said. That's not exactly how this was done. It is an extrapolation, like you said, um, that, that is, you know, saying that it's worse than, than, than it really is. And, um, and so we have to definitely be mindful of that because if we do that, we're going to be seen as just as bad as, as the other side. Right. And, um, so it's definitely, it's definitely scary to, to see that on, on my side of the line too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I, and that's the reason why a lot of also talking to a lot of Trump, Trump, Trump support as well, because like they, they see that as well, but also obviously they see they, in their end, they're not doing any better. Right. And it's kind of sad because an average person sometimes cannot tell the difference what if they're doing that or not. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, and it's kind of like, how do you even try to minimize that? How do you even, like, you know what I mean? How do you minimize, how do you, 
I mean, I think part of it was like things that, you know, Facebook and Twitter are doing is to kind of monitor what's spread openly across social media. And if it is clearly fake news, then it needs to be stopped. I mean, it doesn't need to be shared publicly. I mean, the, you know, these, these social media platforms, you know, I hate to say it censorship because I, you know, coming from a lot, like working for a library for quite a few years, I'm all about, you know, banned books and a lack of censorship, you know, lack of censorship. But, but at some point you have to not allow false statements to be portrayed as, gotcha. as um, well, is it, is it, is it censorship that we need or is it just more information? Cause that censorship means like, we're not going to let it be seen, which yeah. is, is really is a, uh, it's a negative on our freedom of speech, right? It's really, t yeah. it's really against that. Well, I mean, with social media, you've kind of signed your life away, right? So, so I mean, I think essentially like freedom of speech doesn't apply to what Facebook allows. Like no, it, that's different because, because yeah. you've gone through a, uh, uh, you're going through a company. company. I get it. Yeah, but it's yeah. still like, if you, if you're not allowing people to speak their mind on things, it's, it is, it's a, yeah, it's I a think, restriction of your I think rights. There's a, I think there's a difference, like I said, you know, like I said before, but um, about stating something as an opinion versus a fact, and and I think that's really where where that that you know moderation or censorship right needs to come in. It is that if if someone, for example, like if someone shares a, a news article from somewhere like Breitbart, right, and it's clearly false information, that should not be allowed to be shared on social media, like, or, or why, why is that like something flag. that shouldn't be? Um, well, and I mean, I think it's the same for Democrats, too. Like, if it's something yeah. false, I don't think you should be allowed to, to use a public sharing platform um, to, to spread this false information. Um, and that, it's like a slippery slope, right? Because you could get to a point where like someone's putting something up as a joke or like a, a satire or something satire, and it's yeah. like obviously we've seen that right i think we've seen that you know i mean going back pre-social media right we see things like the SNL, onion, you know or SNL. loud yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. snl is a good example right we see things that are that are parodies that are, that are allowed that are totally but that's, that's, that gets flagged though actually believe it or not i actually put a, the onion article about <laughs> Uh, some, uh, yeah, about, I mean, the onion's a good example, right? Like, and I, I got flagged, and then it's it kind of like to be stated very clearly. I mean, and if right, it, but if if, if you get to that point, like yeah. you're going to get to a point where oh, we're going to flag these or we're going to censor them, and then like some yeah. of them, like how do you know where the line is? Yeah, and like, where do you stop right, the like, line? Who, who defines what's right and wrong? Yeah, you're going right. to let Facebook decide what the line yeah. is on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of tough though, like, because especially. I, like, but Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that, um, you know, obviously there's been a lot of talk about Facebook in the last couple of years, right? Yeah. And, you know, our U.S. senators, you know, interviewing Zuckerberg and, you know, they clearly don't even know what the internet is. And <laughs> interesting. Um, but um, it, it's, it's just, I, I think that at some point there do need to be like laws and regulation, right? Do I think that it's Facebook in particular's job? No. No. Think that there should be some laws and regulation about false information and spreading information yes like i do think that that needs to be i mean you can say what you want but can you can you share it publicly like you know it's it's kind of similar to you know can you scream fire in a theater no no you can't because that endangers people in different ways and so it's it's very you know um 
it, it's it's a little bit different because I, I feel like you, you just have to, you know, it's 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 kind of this um, almost paternalism that we kind of have to do in order to make sure that everybody is is safe. And and I think, you know, I think Facebook come, sometimes comes across as that kind of, you know, screaming fire in, in a crowded theater. And well, so, so, I mean, to be honest, yeah. though, I feel like, so it goes two-way street in, in that sense, right? Okay, I feel like, yes, I think Congress and there should be a lot to, ca- to catch up to technology piece of that, where yeah. there should be laws to help regulate those big-ass companies because they're getting too big. But then now we're, we're saying that government is getting too big now in a sense, right? So right. it's kind of like, what do you, where is the fine line behind that in a sense, right? Because obviously certain parties don't want a big government. Certain parties want a big government. And it's kind of like right. TikTok and well, thing. Like, yeah, and I mean, we are. it's very clear that like, we can't keep up with technology as fast as it's changing, right? Like our right. laws can't, um, they just can't. So I, I think it's definitely, um, it's definitely interesting how that's going to evolve, but I, I think there's kind of an ethical and a legal line, right? And so, so there's like, you know, maybe what's happening on Facebook might not be ethical, but is it illegal? No, you know, that kind of thing. So it's like, you have to, you have to decipher at some point, you know, it's kind of that box of, you know, ethical and legal and not ethical, not legal and figuring out which box your information yeah. into. And, and I mean, I think there's just, I mean, I think that, that we're going to have to be held to a higher standard, especially. That's what like, I should just want to say yeah. that. Like, I think the standard needs to be raised to a bar, no matter what side of party you are. But I feel like also in, in terms of like being able to set that bar, who can, who's, who's the right, what's the right judgment for that bar in a sense, right? And I feel like we set the bar so low because like you said, the knowledge evolved so fast. Like there was no bar in the beginning. Like, so now the expectations, like, you know what, who's going to do what to get this level? But at the same time, we want to be careful with the censorship. We want to be careful with a lot of different, you know, little aspects of this. And so like, and as that leads into emotion now. So like as a human being, we react, we, we actually act on emotion. And I, and I feel like sometimes when we talk about politics and we need to remove ourselves from that emotion piece of it, but, but it's hard not, to, I mean, it's hard. Oh, totally. yeah. How do you do that? How do you well, do and that? especially when it affects your life, right? Like when, it, yeah. when, like, I mean, for me, you know, a, a big piece of it is, you know, if, if the Affordable Care Act was repealed, there, there would be um, no, no, there would be no legal standing for pre-existing conditions to, to not be, you know, to not be, um, like to, for insurance companies to not be biased against people with pre-existing conditions. And so going back, I mean, just, you know, just maybe 15 years ago, um, when I was, when I was about 20, my, my best friend's mother passed away. She died because of something that was, you know, easily treatable. Um, but she didn't go in and she didn't get t- checked. Um, she didn't go to the doctor because she knew she had just started a new job and her new insurance was going to kick in in 90 days. And she said, you know what? I, I can't, um, she said, I, I can't go in. I, it'll be considered a pre-existing condition. And she waited and she died as a result. And, um, and she was a single mom. And, and so for me, a lot of that, and I'll, I'll say a lot of that comes back to like, that's where my heart is. That's where like, my passions, my beliefs come from is, you know, this is life or death for, for so many people. And, you know, it's, it's really a privilege for, for us all to be able to, to, you know, discuss it in such a, such an abstract way, 
you know, when, when on both sides of the line, I mean, there are people who were, you know, this is life or death for, for lots of people. I mean, you know, whether it's their business closing because of the economy, you know, whether it's, you know, whether it's the healthcare situation, I mean, this is, this is it. And I think a lot of times when we're, when we're fighting at the higher level, we really forget that. Um, That's true. I mean, it comes down to is, you know, like, uh, again, comes back to like, hey, what is, what is moral, right? What is, and what is actually true necessity for human beings? Because at the end of the day, it comes down to like, we are human first. And we tend to forget about that when especially that that kind of higher power. And this is why for me, like, I, I was kind of mad, like, these are the best candidates I came up with to begin with, you know what I mean? And I'm like, none of these align with my values and none of these candidates not even come close to that. Like totally my agree. standard is a lot high, but a lot of people don't care about that kind of standard. And just one, maybe they have not seen better Two, maybe they're like you said, they're stuck choosing the lesser two evil. And it's, it's just sad to see that, you know what I mean? But I was kind of like- I do feel like, you know, the three of us are also in a, you know, similar, similar age range, right? And yeah. so- um, you know, taking into to account the perspective from an older generation as well. I mean, Joe Biden did clearly win among the Democrats. Like he, he did. No one, no one got close. I mean, Bernie Sanders sort of, but not really. I mean, and this time, you know, I think in 2016, a lot of people, you know, I mean, the Democratic Party really screwed that up with giving Bernie a fair shot in 2016. But, um, but in in 2020, I mean, it was there. There was there was a fair shot essentially, and and no one even got close. And I think that for those of us that are younger, we tend to skew more towards um, progressive leaders, and not necessarily, I mean, not necessarily leftist or or you know conservative, but but progressive people who have those ideas and want to move things forward. Um, I know a lot of times we use progressive and liberal interchangeably, but um, but I, I really do mean progressive, like people who are thinking outside remember, the box and moving things remember forward. Back in the day, remember back in the day, liberal used to be a good word, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I still identify as liberal. I, I actually, like you said that last, uh, last time with Tara, yeah. and I also like don't think that's true. Uh, yeah, like, I, don't I, don't I don't think liberal think was like a good thing if you're in Florida, it wasn't a good thing, right? Like if you're like, you're like a rural area, it's not a good thing. I mean, I have a guy down the street who has a flag up that says I drink liberal tears in my coffee or something. (laughs) Yeah, like liberal was, it's not, it's like, it depends on where you're at in the spectrum. And then that's, yeah. So you might've been in a circle that was like uh, more more liberal or like more okay with being liberal than than like where I was like, for me. In South Florida, it was very progressive, right? But I grew up in a school where like everybody just was just conservative. That's what it was, you know. Mm-hmm. And so like, but I mean, either way though, like, I mean, what I'm trying to say though, it's just it's just the mindset. I, I feel like we we are are aligning to a certain degree where it comes, comes down to is like, I feel like being loyal to a party, it feels like it's more crucial, especially this election. I have friends who are like, oh yeah, if you're not with us or you're against us, a big deal. Yeah. And it's kind of sad to see that. I'm like, I'm like, you're an idiot if you say that. Because personally, one, it's this doesn't matter in terms of like this, like whether you're aligned to a party or not, like it, you have, it has to come down to that principle or that people that you're choosing to be your company president. Does that align your value, right? How do you, can how can you scrutinize? Because the way you grew up and the way you, your values might be different from mine. How can you just judge that based on that? Like everyone has different background. Everyone's come, came up differently. And I have yeah. friends that said that. It's kind of sad to see that. And even the smart- Well, you know, but to some extent, I mean, I have some friends who, um, you know, have basically 
stop talking to some of their family members. And, and, and I've part seen that too. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and part of that is that they've been told that they have to apologize. Like they, they've what? been told, like that they have to, um, that they need to give their Trump supporter friends space after this election or, or empathy. And it's like the same people that are, that are calling for that are people like, you know, Rick Santorum, who, who talked about same sex marriage being bestiality. Like, I mean, it's like the, the people who are saying that and the people that are, that are putting that forward just don't seem to understand that, that like, we've we've been attacked like we've we've been attacked for so long i mean there's there's somebody down the street i mean the, the sign that my boyfriend has to pass every day on his way to work says uh trump no more bullshit is the trump flag that and that's what it says and so it's like it's like you, you just have to we've had to deal with this for for the last four plus years we've had to to, you know, we've had to put up with it and we've had to, you know, suck it up, you know, suck it up, buttercup, right? Um, liberal snowflakes, blah, 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 blah. You know, we've had to kind of put our feelings aside and continue to march forward. And so now we're seeing, we're seeing so many people that are like, oh, be kind and be gentle with your Trump friends. And, and, and but wait, but from, but is, from, from which side? I'm oh, sorry. Like, is, I don't know from um, kind of moderates. I mean, for really. I mean, so my, yeah, so my friend's mom, um, who I'm talking about specifically, yeah. she was, um, she, her mom told her she needs to apologize to her aunt, who she, you know, and her aunt said, you know, how, you know, you, you've abandoned me, and I'm not going to be able to get to see pictures of your, your children, and all of these things, and she's like, look, I, I don't want to subject, you know, my family or I can't subject my emotional and mental, you know, energy towards dealing with your BS anymore, towards dealing with stuff that you're, you know, that is outwardly, you know, racist, homophobic, that is outwardly um, inciting violence. And, and so we're, we're seeing a lot of that kind of call to, for liberals to be the ones to, to reach out, for Democrats to be the ones to reach but out. Is it yeah. I, 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 those I fears. So, so okay. First of all, I, I mean, yes and no. I mean, at the end of the day, the the Democrats tend to focus on unity, right? And and in order to do that, you have to do. I feel like that's part of the job to a certain degree, but also at the same time, I, I get where you're coming from because in terms of okay, yeah, you know, for example, 2016 happened. Oh yeah, Trump is president. Now suck it up, now liberals. Okay, guess what? You know, the election's over. Blah blah. blah. And and yeah, to a certain degree, I feel like both sides were attacked. To each other to certain and but in, in but what, what I'm saying is that I had liberal friends who's like hey, you know what if you're not in the blue side you're, you're pretty much against us in a sense and and I'm like no it's not that it's just that I mean I just don't like the candidates now I mean it's not it's not like I'm like I'm on the blue but, side but side, remember you know? that the, you, that's you're coming from a, pl a place of privilege to be able to even yeah. say Right. Like, that's the big thing is like when we hear that a lot of times when we hear that it, it comes from, you know, people who are educated, people who are largely white, people who are, you know, largely male. I mean, you're, you know, for the most part, I mean, your individual, um, your, your livelihood is not. But, but this is happening again, I've I, I seen this a lot among, uh, among like different different just circle tiers of friends yeah, yeah. so so yeah. i'm gonna say this right like so in 2016 when things uh when trump was voted in there on the on the liberal side there was a lot of not my president right yeah. a lot of that yeah. so like coming back now and having the 
conservatives be Flipped, yeah. like pushing a uh, pushing back it seems like just the, the irony it's just something that that's gonna happen right so yeah like be like well, i understand like, i understand like the family members who aren't talking to each other were like got mad because of the whole thing like that's something separate but yeah. the backlash that's happening because from the conservatives on this election seems natural and it seems like something that we shouldn't really put against them because like both sides are doing the same yeah. thing it's and it's very, very and it's yeah. very like new it's a new like like this is like a natural it's just more reaction transparent. i don't think it's new i think it's just more transparent now with social I media that, i don't think it's I think, new though i think that a piece of it so you know i'll kind of uh you know give you something that that really frustrated me this yeah. this week right <laughs> yesterday i was driving downtown and um you know, it's it's very clear that Biden won the electoral vote. Um, very clear at this point. Mm -hmm. um, by any any source, even Fox News, you know, who is traditionally super conservative, has called it for Biden. And um, and you know, Trump's threatening lawsuits. Trump's threatening all these things. You know, saying a lot of people think that a lot of the election was rigged and stuff, in a sense, for certain votes in certain counties. Well, in Pennsylvania. well, and they, yeah, and and I mean, that's largely factless, right? Like there are not facts that back this right. up. Correct. You need like yep. hundreds so, of thousands of votes to go the other way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joe Biden has won this election by. Uh, it's a landslide. It's a, it's like a big landslide oh. now. So, yeah. Yeah. So so anyhow, so I was driving yesterday and. There's a group of Trump supporters that sits at um, 50 and Bumby, basically. They've been out there every day. They were out there before the election, but they're out there now every single day after the election um, with, with signs saying, don't let them steal the election. Mm -hmm. I think to me, that's definitely different than the not my president sentiment. Like not my president means this person does not represent me. This person does not represent what I want for our country and our values. Um, and to me, that's very much a First Amendment thing is very much like you're allowed to say what you want, right? Um, but implying that the election was stolen is a little different than saying, you know, Joe Biden's not my president, right? Joe Biden's not- It's who a different statement for sure. I, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. And, and so, yeah, I mean, that's it, literally the it, signs that they're holding are saying, you know, stop the steal is what it says. Like it mm -hmm. literally says, stop the steal 2020. But I feel like, that, I feel like due to the lack of education, they don't understand that the recount the auditing happens regardless, right? It, regardless, right. it will happen. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter whether and, and whether- They're just holding on to hope. That's what they're yeah. all doing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's just lack of educational awareness though, to be honest though. Well, and that's, I mean, that's a whole nother thing, right? Like, I mean, it's just, it's just sad. Like, it's really, it's frustrating, but it's also sad. And I mean, there's people honking for them. I mean, there's people, I mean, it's not, it's not a small group of supporters. No, it's not. It's but not. I, I feel like now the two people cannot talk to each other. And that, I feel like that divisiveness, I feel like, I feel like now that Biden has won, I feel like that divisiveness may be stronger, to be honest. I don't see it coming closer. See, see I don't. See, I think that there are things that President Trump could have done to make, to make it more, you know, less divisive. Yeah, but I agree. think he's taken that divisive opportunity um, because he is, he's a showman, right? Like he's a TV host. It's, like, it's, it's entertainment at the end of the day. He's an entertainer, right? And so he, he doesn't, he wants the conflict. He wants that. I mean, we've seen it, you know, he, he's advocated violence against Black Lives Matter protesters. He's advocated violence against, um, I mean, he's suggested that, you know, white nationalists are, are people that, you know, that there's some, you know, some of them are good people. A lot of them are good people, you know, that kind of thing. And, and it's, I don't know. It, I, well, <laughs> that seems yeah. like 
out of context a little bit. <laughs> I've like listened to that, and yeah. he, he did. He said there's good people on both sides, but he also at the same right, like, like next sentence right he said that there's like there's burnt. people like he he, so, okay, he definitely so, went against yeah. it, like against the white nationalists. In the next sentence, um, but, but then he also said well, he, he, he also repeated multiple times. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Right. Like, but like, the, like, I don't think anybody yeah. is for white nationalists. Right. Like, I feel like that's just a, but when not, the KKK is like on one side, you got to reevaluate like where you I mean, but they have to choose a side, right? They just choose a side. What if they chose the Democrats? What if they chose the Democrats? Then you guys would be pro KKK members. I don't think that's true. No, I don't think most people are not are not a pro white nationalist in general. It's just I mean, not I, a thing. I think I, it would definitely make me reevaluate my situation if if the but, but they but they chose to because they had nothing to do with that though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they chose because they they believe airlines are the value. I mean, like you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, the airline it's not I like mean, it's, the, the two party Democrats. system forces them into one of them. So yeah. they chose one over the other. I don't know. Mm. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. Like you should like look at it and be like, this seems weird. Yeah. Why are they here with us? Why are they standing next to me in this? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's... Yeah. I mean, one side is protesting for you know justice among you know to to stop the killing of young black men, and and one side is is supported by the KKK. Like, it's it's it, for me, it's like it becomes very clear that like. Well, the messaging doesn't help, right? The way, the way he the way, portrays yeah. himself, it doesn't help at all. The cost. He we needs a marketing guy or a PR guy. Yeah. Well, okay, let's, so let me ask you this, Brittany, yeah. then. Yeah. Okay, so we know that Trump has done a lot of bad things, okay? For sure, you know what I mean? Let me test your your, your bubble. Can you name three good things Trump has done? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to, can you name I mean, three good things? Or at least, okay, at least he tried to do, how about that? He tried to do. I mean, so, I mean, <laughs> it's all relative, right? Good is all relative, good is, um, good is interesting. I because, mean, I do think it was good. Um, I do think that to some extent, um, you know, our, our, our trade agreements need to be reevaluated, right? They need to be looked at. Um, now, do I think, you know, the way he necessarily went about things is great? Oh, uh, that's a different story, though. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 okay. At least you admit that part. That's good. Yeah, we're talking I'm, about yeah. policies over like yeah. actual what he's doing. It seems, yeah. What he, yeah. how he goes about everything seems like the wrong yeah. way. It, <laughs> And yeah. I'm asking that question because yeah. I feel like when I when I talk to my liberal friends, they came and say they came and name one, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so what I mean, I do think I do think it was beneficial, um, you know, that he did shut down, um, you know, access to the country when he did, um, you know, and and people, you know, coming and going and whatnot. I, I mean, I think that, I mean, I think that it probably should have been done to a more extreme extent for if we had done it for a very short period of time, yeah. we, would have, we would have been in a much better situation. I also feel that there was, you know, a lack of transparency on his side and not telling us what he knew, you know, earlier on um, when he did. Or he didn't trust his sources, to be honest. And if this is what right. he paid down, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah. so, so I mean, that's, that's another thing. Um, I mean, I, I think a lot of people in general like that he comes from kind of that that business person perspective. Um, I, you know, I don't necessarily agree with, with some of the things that he's done, but I mean, I could definitely see why people would appreciate them. Like, you know, even, even pulling out of, um, you know, of the, like, I mean, not, not me, I'm going to say, this is not something I approve. 
I think is good, but I could see why people might think that, you know, pulling out of either, you know, the Paris Accords or the, the World Health Organization, I could see why people might think that's a good idea. Like they, they feel like it's not, you know, there's no return on value there, right? Um, uh, and also, I mean, he's cut, I mean, he cut, for example, the pandemic response team essentially, right? Like that's one of those kind of, you gotta, you gotta know the facts. You mean, you mean after the, after the, I guess what I was, was before. Yeah. Um, I think there's a little misunderstanding that part of that. Right. Uh, I actually, I, rem yeah. I remember reading about that a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying though. though. But, that's what I would say. I would say, don't, you know, don't take that as like yeah. that statement, right? Like yeah. look into it. But, but I think, you know, I think it makes sense to kind of cut some of the fat in government. Yeah. And I, I do. Um, in but, the right place, at the right place at the right time. To be honest. Yeah, right. I, exactly. I, and I, and I think that's, you know, I mean, I, I think a lot of us want more a more efficient government, right? Like we see totally the bureaucracy. Agree. Yeah, see, for sure. We see the waste, right? Um, yeah. And so I, I think that's definitely, um, you know, one of the big things that that people agree with. I mean, I have Democrats here locally who are definitely more moderate that say, oh, well, my investments are doing okay, so Trump must be good. Oh, my God, my investments are doing great. I got, <laughs> like, we don't even have a pandemic in our economy. Know, right? Like, our economy is booming so i mean that is something that like people people like him for is they feel that he actually did that that he made this happen but you know where i see it is i see the you know the people that are unemployed the people that are literally like the girl who waxes my eyebrows was telling me that you know her boyfriend works in hospitality and she's a service worker right yeah. and she's telling me like we were so she's like me and my boyfriends just started sewing masks my mom showed us how to sew and loaned us her sewing machine and that's the only way we were able to survive and like pay our rent mm -hmm. and and, um, and so like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's just a lot of it, I think, is just being out of touch. And I'm not sure that either Democrats or Republicans are, are really in touch with with the majority of the American people. Yeah. One well, last thing I have a question on, right? Like as a, like a Democrat, I feel like uh, the liberal side is much more inclined to a bigger government. Um, just like more, yeah. more, po more programs that are helping people and things more, like that. More, more but, law, more enforcement, like more the enforcement, EPA but or the business things like that. Yeah, but it's been pretty proven that the government is horrible at using our funds, right? Yeah. So why do you want to give them more, more money, money, more power to do stuff yeah. when it's so inefficient? Yeah. Well, I, I think if you, if you know, you look back at things like you know, the, the new deal, um, you know, an FDR and, and kind of coming out of that and providing, you know, jobs and funding, or even looking at things like, um, you know, I, I, I see you've got a Gator shirt on too. So are, are you as well? Yes, alum right here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so we all, we all went to UF. Yeah. Um, so for example, I mean, even, you know, Abraham Lincoln, who the Republican party touts as, you know, as their, their, you know, their president, right. One of their presidents. Um, I mean, Abraham Lincoln, you know, provided provided grant funding that started um, quite a few universities, including the University of Florida. That is how the University of Florida, um, which became a you know a, a large a large well-to-do university um, in in the southeast, and and so. Um, I mean, when you look at kind of, you know, Abraham Lincoln, FDR's New Deal, I mean, you, you look at, um, I'm trying to think here, um, I went to, uh, I went to the, the museum in, uh, in Austin, um, and, and I heard, I learned about, um, uh, what's his name, like, what's, what's the president that came out of there, um, 
Uh, I actually went to Austin recently too. I forgot. Actually, I know you're talking about too. Oh, I'm drawing a um, blank right now. It was. Um, let me see here. Sorry. It's um, not. It's not. It's not Hoover. Uh, something else. Um, no, it's not Hoover. But um, but basically, you look at the programs that have come out of these things, and so um, I, I feel super embarrassed that I can't remember that. But it's been years. Um, but but basically, we see these things like you know PBS funding, right? That that provides educational information to the general population. Um, I mean, Johnson we, is it Johnson? Is John, it? Uh, no, it wasn't Johnson. It was. Um, because I know Johnson, I know Johnson came from Texas as well. Um, yeah, it was, um, who was it? Um, President Austin, uh, let me see here. Sorry, I'm just gonna check here. I can't remember either. Um, We're yeah. looking it up. Eisenhower. Um, no. Eisenhower came no. from Texas. Maybe it was, I was like trying to think here. Oh yeah, okay, so it was, it was Johnson. You're right, you're right, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Johnson. So yeah. LBJ. So the LBJ Museum is based in Austin, Texas. Yeah. And um, and a lot of that was like he was literally a public school teacher on the border between the U.S. and Mexico. He's a little town, by the way, after him. Yeah, yeah. And and he he saw that kids were coming in with no shoes. He saw that kids were coming in with no school lunch. He saw these things um, early in his career. And so a big piece of what he did was focus on that early childhood education. Um, Head Start funding started, you know, kind of during his his term. Um, and so essentially, those are things that that do create a larger government, frankly. I mean, they are, but um, I mean, for me, a lot of it is is taking care of our children. And I think that, that um, unfortunately, uh, we don't take very good care of our children right now. And well, so- Well, think about this though. I feel like back in the days, I feel like we were more of a community-based and individualism, right? In a sense. Yeah. And, and, and with that sense of community, also keep in mind, I feel like back in the day also too, the government was a lot smaller and to a certain degree, less corrupt. To a certain degree, all right, and yeah. I feel like, I, and I feel like, as our population got uh, got bigger, we needed a little bit bigger government to certain degree to balance that out. But also at the same time, we all we we let when asked everyone kind of more prosper. I feel like people got more greedy, and it became it became corrupt, and not to a corrupt to a certain point. It's in front of our eyes. It's just behind the scenes that we can't even see, right? And so. And this is why a lot of people don't trust that big government situation can, and trust, don't trust the usage of those fundings. And that, because now everybody thinks that if you're a politician, you're greedy and you're dirty. Mm-hmm. Everyone's and dirty. Everyone's yeah. dirty. The, whole, the whole government. Whole yeah, I mean, I think a lot, of, a lot of people want more efficiencies within government, right? And but we, you see a transparency. Yeah, and transparency. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I think that um, a lot of cities and counties and even some states do a good job of, of providing that transparency, but at the same time, there's there's definitely a very low bar um, currently. And for sure, <laughs> you know, with the internet and with you know all of these things, I mean, it's it should be much more accessible. It should be much more um, just easy to look through, easy to see yeah. you know, what's in this budget, what's really included. You know, you know how you know how long it took me to look over the Orlando. I was not Orlando. The was called. Uh, uh, the Orange County budget situation. <laughs> uh, no, no, not only that, Santa Monica once as well, and like Miami. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, holy shit! How like, you may be the only people person who looks into that. You're the only one that doesn't it's do that for a living. That looks into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's just that I, I mean, the reason why I'm able to do it because I kind of, I have a, I have an aspect of how to look things like that, you know, because I know what to look for in a se- section. But if a, an average person 
will not have that clue in the mind. It's mindset. not even just an average person. I don't think I could look at that and think I know what's going on. It, Definitely it's just not. So like, convoluted. For me, I go to you know my friends that I trust that do look into that stuff, and I have those discussions. But how many of us even do that, right? Like that's true. How many how many people take a step to do that? I have to yeah. ask a lot of questions to my friend who works at the budget analyst. I'm like, I right, what did this mean? Because I know who this mean. Why this number is this? Like, why did it mm-hmm. underline? Like, it's just mind blowing how confusing it is. It is. It yeah. is. And and I think you know, I mean, we see a lot of things here locally. Like like some of our city commissions meet at like three o'clock on a Tuesday, right? And it's like, okay, how is that accessible for yeah, anybody? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And yeah, then, but really, them- like, there's there's always so much time. Like, how if you want if you want to like have all these, are they only gonna work on the weekend? Is that how it's gonna work? Like, all these meetings are only gonna be on the weekend, or like, p.m. Oh, or, or after p.m. six p.m. or whatever. Yeah, like, it seems true, there's like there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's hard to like schedule time. Well, so like our school board, right? Our school board meets while teachers are still in school. Really? <laughs> no even go to the school board meeting unless they take time off from work. Maybe That's they crazy. should have like a rotating thing where like every Yeah. Or 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 I mean, I mean how often do you guys meet a school board? Uh, once a week if even? I mean Well, so a school board member is technically I believe a part-time job here in Seminole County. Gotcha. Many commissioners are full-time jobs. Gotcha. Oh, that's, that's two different spots. Okay, I got you saying that. Okay. Yeah, we have a variety of, of things, and most most of them are are part-time positions. So. I, I feel I feel like there's a lot of moving pieces to kind of align that. But again, to talk about efficiency, right? You you think that yeah. you would think that they would try to at least uh, kind of pay, place uh, cater towards the teachers because they're they're longer at work hours in a sense, right? And yeah. they don't. Also, and now with the internet, we should be able to like have all this stuff online so people can look and at recorded. it, give and them recorded. some time to look yeah. at it, give yeah. them some time to vote on it, right. you know, like stuff like that. This is. Yeah. And a lot of it is, you know, a lot of it is frankly like within the government, you know, when we look at that stuff, I mean, our infrastructure sucks, right? Like it just does. Like we should be putting, like, especially like, I'll, I'll tell you just from the state of Florida perspective, right? I mean, even before the pandemic, I had to like log on to that, that unemployment website. Like <laughs> it's horrible. Times before I, I could actually process my thing. Not before this like yeah. surge of, you know, millions of people basically diving. Yeah, it crashed. That website crashed a lot. I, I, yeah. I have, it, it was well, terrible. Yeah. I mean, I would have to, I had to go on at three o'clock in the morning. That was the only way I was able to access it after. The <laughs> like, literally. And I mean, it's, it's an ancient website and, and our infrastructure and especially these things that are, that are not beneficial to the Republican side, like unemployment, um, you know, that really it's just, they see it as an expense a lot of times um, that those are things that nothing, no, nothing has been put into, no money has been put into that. Um, our affordable housing here in the state of Florida has been ransacked financially. Um, it's uh, they they've ransacked that affordable housing fund. So even though um, you know basically a law was passed saying you had to have this affordable housing stuff, they don't legally have to fund it. So it's like this this whole plan happens, all this happens, and then the legislature just carves it out and takes the money. And and so and there's no accountability for that, none whatsoever. I mean, that's crazy. Ability is that you vote them out. That's it. And mm-hmm. guess, and it's not good for a while too. And it's, it's yeah. For a while. yeah, it's yeah. That's nuts. I don't, yeah. I mean, okay. so let's let's uh, since you're already on grievances and stuff, let's let's uh, let's ask you like, what would be three things that you would change uh, in the government? If you I, I think you talk about healthcare, right? 
And, and yeah, but, I, I mean, let me yeah. ask you this though: How would you even tackle, let's say, that the ACA? Mm -hmm. How would you even make it better? Let's let's talk about. Yeah, that. I mean, obviously, it's a. I'm not. I'm not a health. Uh, health. No, 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 no. Obviously, let, let me just just throw it out there, right? Because for yeah. me, I mean, I have I have my I have, I have my two cents on that. I mean, everybody yeah. has a two cents so, on that. Yeah. So my my biggest thing is that I don't believe our healthcare should be tied to our jobs. Like I think any if we can somehow separate that, right? If we can. Tied to jobs. Like, Sorry. What do you mean by tied to the jobs? So right now, essentially, the majority of people who have health care, it's because of their current job in the okay. United States. And so, um, like, for example, I have health care through my job, right? Okay. I still can do it, you know, whatever, whatever. But but it is um, it's tied to our jobs. And so the ACA was really kind of the only thing that really made it accessible if you yeah. can't get healthcare through your job, like if you're unemployed, if you're a, you a know, small business owner, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Small business owner, which small business owner, it was, I mean, it just wasn't affordable and it's still no, not. It, it was still pricey. Like my parents have, yeah, my parents it's just have unaffordable in general. Yeah. 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 So I, I think that, I think that separating that from, from your, our jobs is going to be a huge thing. So um, just giving, giving. But how would that help? Because I feel like the job has, pays for half of that, right? Doesn't it? Um, it depends. <laughs> it depends on uh, it depends on the job, but because um, because it, the reason why a job the company has that big of a I guess policy because the large people kind of pulls in the same amount and because you know I mean right the expenses yeah. goes it's down. because of the insurance yeah the insurance, so yeah. so for example like I mentioned before I had talked to um, the Japanese consulate general yeah. and he was explaining he's like I don't understand you know the U S healthcare system he said you know because you know in Japan basically you walk into whichever clinic whichever hospital, whichever doctor, you know, and, and the costs are the same. They're, they're relatively regulated across the board. And, you know, maybe the government supports a piece of that or whatever, but essentially, you know, your medications are not priced at $500 a pop. You're, you're, you know, all of these different things. I mean, we hear about the cost of insulin going up here. So I think um, separating it from your jobs and making it more of a, of a government piece um, with access for everybody, I think that that would change so many people's lives um, and save and save lives. I mean, and I think it would also long term save us on things like Social Security, right? Like we see people going in um, with their with their Medicare and, and they've got all of these health problems because they haven't had that preventative health care. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we have a pretty high um, uh infant mortality rate, you know, our um, mothers and, and newborns, you know, basically a miscarriage rate um, here in the United States compared to, to other areas. Um, and a lot of it is that that prenatal care, you know, it's that preventative care that yeah. being able to go to a doctor when you're pregnant. Um, and, and, you know, a piece of it is, you know, because it is tied to a lot of it's tied to full time jobs. And so, for example, here in the state of Florida, um, a lot of a lot of single mothers are the, you know, they they work for minimum wage at hourly jobs. They don't have um, they they don't have access to healthcare through their jobs, um, and then don't have vacation time, don't have things like that. Um, I read a study a couple of years ago, and so I don't know if this has changed since then, um, but that the average woman after she gives birth um, has to go back to work in thirteen days. Um, and so 13 days, 13 days, because they either don't have paid time off, they don't have paid maternity leave, they don't have access to they don't have they have to get back to work. Um, and so, um, you know, and that includes women who have C sections, I mean, that includes so much. And so when we look at, you know, the 
the plight of the woman, essentially, there, there's a lot, a lot going on here. Um, and, and, you know, for, for a lot of us on the Democratic side, we see it as kind of, you know, generally Republicans, you know, want to take care of the baby before it's born. Um, and the Republic, I mean, the De Republicans want to do that, but the Democrats want to take care of the baby after it's born. Um, and so, you know, that's we kind of consider ourselves, we're the true pro-lifers, right? <laughs> so that's the, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of where, where we come from. Um, but sorry, did I, I know I kind of jumped No, around. no, 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 it's fine. I mean, I think part of it, like, you know, you touch base on the whole, uh, you know, insulin going up in a sense, right? I feel like yeah. at least, um, at least I feel like part of it is that, you know, I, I know from the Republican side of things, people like, you know, uh, I know some of my friends like, hey, well, at least listen, Trump took the stand on pharmaceutical, call him out and hey, you can, you know, I'm going to make a, you know, uh, I'm going to make at least execute order from you guys raising that, you know, the privacy for, for certain drugs and stuff like that. And took a stand against the pharmaceutical thing. I mean, obviously, a, a security order can act in any time they want in a sense, but as soon as that's, I mean, that's over once the, he's gone, right? And so, and, and, then, and then part of it is, I feel like, you know, to fix the healthcare, I think personally think, I, I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm not an expert, but you need to fix the whole pharmaceuticals with insurance together. I feel yeah. like uh, yeah. that's, that's a middleman. And Japan does it differently because also keep in mind, their sense of community first. Community mm -hmm. comes right. before individualism, okay? So yeah. therefore, we, and they, I've been to Japan plenty of time. And let me tell you, they love to protect the elders there. They're yeah. like, people yeah. literally get up, literally get up, the, get up from, the, from the chair of the bus and they say, hey, sit and everybody gets up. And for one elder comes, as soon as they walk in, like literally you see <laughs> everybody get up. Not just one right. person. <laughs> to get out and it's crazy yeah and uh, and th that sense of community is kind of rare to find that um and yeah I mean, definitely japan is not we yeah. are not japan that, that yeah, is we have a different culture here right. in yeah. america but i mean listen I, I i don't mind taking a private sense of individualism because that's what makes us uh, creative and that's what makes yeah. us you know have that freedom of expression in a sense but also there has to be a fine balance okay at the end of the day, not everybody as like you mentioned, you know, being privileged, right? Not everybody is as privileged as you are. Right. And and having you know health affordable healthcare, it does help, but you but you need you need to solve solve the whole insurance thing. Um yeah. and and I feel like even with the current uh what's called affordable healthcare at just open it up. Just yeah, from yeah. I feel like example. the ACA was well, just meant to like be good for the insurance companies. Like it's yeah, all it is. Correct. And for it wasn't only for good for people. Yeah, it wasn't for, well, good for people. Well, it's because, you know, we feel hamstrung by by the current way that things it's are. It's a lobbyist. It's a lobbyist. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, oh, totally. Not. I mean, money in politics is is just yeah. right? I mean, lobbyists, I mean, for, for all different, from all different sides, yeah. it's not good, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it, and I think that leads to, like, as an, we, obviously, uh, people outside of, of America, they, everybody views us snobby this is true you know we're yeah. snobby we're spoiled and obviously we didn't do our part as well like because we kind of act like that during the glory days in, say, in a sense as you know during the early 90s and late 90s in a sense and and i just feel like i, I mean you and i travel outside the country right you and i travel outside we actually appreciate what we have here and this is what a lot of immigrants that come to the united states they appreciate what they have here and that's just why they will they actually fight and especially like I, in the Asian culture, I, I know a lot of Asian people voted for Trump because they want to fight for that freedom in a sense, right? They, they want actually, to keep the culture the way it is because that's what that's what yeah. helped them push above where they were, right? Like yeah. get them out of their 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 like situation, the status, the situation, yeah. And 
and we and I feel like we haven't done a good job in a sense to part- I mean, even though again, and I can see why Trump went for okay, America first in a sense, and I can see how it resonated with some people. But also keep in mind, you're you're the world leader. People look up to you, and he forgot tend to forget about that in a sense. But I guess his message was like, we gotta protect, we gotta take care of ourselves first before we can take care of others. But that means, guess what? If you do that. And, and you stop caring about others. Someone else is going to be better at this. Hey, China is going to come out. It's like, hey, guess what? United States is not going to do this. I'll do this for you. And they're going to look good to us. Well, now. And then now, oh, and then, then you complain about being a superpower. He needs a PR person. Yeah. You know, Understand the repercussions of what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like a cash 22 in a sense. Right? I'm, like, what, I'm like, dude, what do you, you know, in a sense that, but in terms of what I'm trying to get to is that, we have to have a fine balance of things. Even if America wants to remain superpower and try to be, be have a, I try to be better in terms of certain standards. Like we don't hold our pollution to a higher standard, and that's an yeah. issue. Yeah. yeah, that is a big What's issue. So? Well, I saw that when I lived in California, right? Like I saw that. I mean, I moved to California, and I was like, wait, they have smog inspections. They have things yeah. like that. You know, that's not stuff we have in Florida. Like. Mm-hmm drive your car that's leaking oil up and down the you have plane. compost here which why do you even do that in florida there's <laughs> nothing none of that you have actual <laughs> composting it's crazy well but um, okay i mean not all is is, is, is you know shiny blue there i mean look at the homeless situation right there's a reason why situation homeless is worse in california than it is in florida right True. well but look at orlando i mean it, oh well, that's been bad don't get me wrong yeah orlando's been i mean i worked like i said for the library system i mean we yeah. basically were you know the bathroom the air conditioning you know everything yeah. mm-hmm. for the homeless population um and, and so you know well, we don't take care of we don't take care of people i feel like half of those half of those folks are just mentally uh ill to a certain degree there were there, some of them could be just former veterans that, that just got bad situation well and a lot of what you see is the men but but there are quite a few homeless women and children as well oh, a lot of families in general yeah and yeah. so you know i mean that's that's bad in in both parts and i think that if we're going to see ourselves as, you know, America first or taking care of, you know, our stuff first, we've definitely got to look at those things like Correct. Our, our, our homeless, you know, our homeless veterans, right? Like why, why is, why are any American veterans homeless? Like in the first place in general, yeah. Why, why are they, why are they even there? And I mean, when you look at a lot of that, I mean, yeah, a lot of it is, is based on, you know, things like not having access to medication, you know, or not having access to treatment. And, and so um, it's, but sometimes they don't want it. I think honest. a lot of it. Yeah. Well, and that's true. That's true. You can't you can't force someone into like. Yeah, yeah. That is better. true, but I think there are there are definitely people who are who are not um you know who without medication are not mentally capable of making those decisions. And that's tough though. There's a fine line there now. You oh, totally, them. totally. And I think that you know I I mean I think that just having more responsibility towards our children, our veterans. You know, taking care of them from a from a health perspective, making sure that they're fed. Um, you know, making sure that they they I have a shelter. Shelter having a shelter it goes a long way because now you have a sense of yeah. sense of belonging, right? Because once you lose a sense of belonging, you just wandering around right. in a sense like and and I think with, with no sense of belonging and, and having a purpose when you come back, I feel like a lot of people tend to get lost. With, I mean, just having having that lack of purpose. But anyway, we're not going to stop holding this here. But what I'm saying is that and you're right. I, in order to t- be conquer America first, take care of people first, in a sense, right? Yeah. Not, not just, you know, and, and it's, it's not very, just cut yourself off, but also yeah, like just, work on yourself if you're going to do that, which correct. we haven't been right. doing. Yeah. 
And I think a lot of people, you know, judge countries based on, you know, how they treat their vulnerable populations. That's true. And so thinking about it from that perspective, you know, when we look at this country, we're clearly not doing a good job with that. And, and I think that, um, you know, when you look at who's working towards making that better, it's, it's clearly the, the Democratic Party and not the Republican Party. And I wish that wasn't the case. It shouldn't be the case. Like that not be the case. Like it should not be a partisan. I feel, I, I feel, I feel like this, I feel like the Republican and the Democrat has a lot of overlapping common grounds, but just different way of approaching it. And, yeah. and, and I think that I, we, we talked about this with Tara episode as well in a sense, but, and the reason, but I feel like, you know, going back to where my early statement, did you, now both party can just not talk to each other. And, and I feel like it's more divisive in a sense that, you know, it's my way of the highway type of deal. And, mm. and, no. and, and it sucks that it feels that way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, I will say, you know, my mom always says this and she talks about it from yeah. kind of a baby boomer perspective is they were taught not to discuss politics. Really? Not to, not to have those discussions. It wasn't polite conversation. So like she didn't yeah, even- the same thing. Yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I just don't talk yeah. about it because I don't know enough to talk about it. But you know, like she said, it was an impolite thing that was right. from the boomer, boomer generation. Oh, totally. And so it, it's so they didn't even have these conversations. So it wasn't necessarily that they didn't have these viewpoints or yeah. these things. But I feel like people in our generations are more likely to talk to people. I mean, I walked around. I had a I had a Democrat party pre-COVID um, in tw- for the 2018 thing. And I had a party and I invited basically people to come meet Democratic candidates from my neighborhood. I had just moved into the neighborhood and I said, hey, I'm having a party. You want to come meet some candidates? And I had one guy who was of the baby boomer generation just scream at me like he didn't he didn't have a discussion he didn't like he literally I just mean, at your party no 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 i oh. had oh, front and oh, hand was, like, oh, okay 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 gotcha okay are you party like, I, that's crazy no, no. Like, he should have came to the party <laughs> i know right I'm like, what, are we, what, what a party um no so i walked around and handed out invitations to my neighbors i knocked on doors i talked to people okay. and I, hey you're welcome to come meet these people and this one guy just like went off like he didn't have like he didn't say no thanks he didn't say no i'm a republican like no he said he was like oh stop telling your people to be obstructionist blah 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 blah. (laughs) just kept screaming at me and like to the point where i finally just walked away and he's still screaming at me as i'm walking down the street that's crazy Mm -hmm. Whereas I talked to one of his neighbors and the guy was like, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm a registered Republican. I'm, I'm pretty far, you know, I'm pretty conservative um, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, so can I ask you, you know, what do you like about this? Why, why do you feel, you know, connected to the Democratic yeah. Party? And I was explaining to him, I'm like, you know, I mean, my two biggest things are, are public education and healthcare. And I really, I walked him through, you know, my personal story of, mm-hmm. of why, um, you know, why healthcare is so important. Yeah me and why you know i mean ever almost everybody in my family has pre-existing conditions if that was going to be the case i mean none of us would qualify um you know i have a thyroid problem my mom's a breast cancer survivor my dad has heart problems um i mean we none of us would and he's had melanoma removed so i mean we all have essentially serious conditions that have been um you know that'll that'll be problematic for you know if if pre-existing conditions were were to be allowed by insurance companies again so and currently, the only protections are from the ACA. The only legal protections are through the 
CPA. Um, and so, you know, I had this conversation with this man and we actually had a good conversation and we were able to talk back and forth about it. Um, and then I talked to my cousin and I mean, he's very passionate. He's, he's very concerned. I mean, but, but like you said, right. I feel like sure. certain people can just, just don't just communicate in that. Right. Right. They just aren't interested and I have, don't want to have those conversations. It's, I mean, it's already having. It's already hard to have this kind of conversation with people in our age group. Right. Imagine yeah. in their generation as well, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, and it's tough because, and we get judged by that. I'm sorry, we just do, and people just judge you. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I'd rather have this kind of conversation. I don't care if I get judged. I rather, at least, I'm trying out there to try to understand and listen and try to get people a different perspective. Like a knowledge expansion versus correct. Yeah. Before listen, they're just like, just shut up and like listen. Yeah. I, I'm definitely not an expert in everything. A lot of things. I just, I'm curious to see what your point of view is and stuff. Like, like I mean, I, I can tell you're passionate about why you care about those two things and that your values align with the Democrat. And I can tell that, you know, how, how why you're so passionate, even to women cheer your 10, 20 hours, sometimes 30 hours that we, just yeah. to, you know, to do what you do, you know? And for sure, I, I can feel that in a sense, right? A lot of people, at least, at least, People don't even take the time to acknowledge that to even have this kind of conversation and just that to me is kind of disappointing yeah and, and it's also a reason why we're getting more divisive because we don't have the conversations that we yep. need yeah i mean and but i do think that it is you know i mean it is a little bit dependent on our leaders too to encourage us to have those conversations and and i think that that is not what we've been told for the past four years yeah that's true yeah. all that's right true. we're gonna wind this down and uh yeah we're gonna get we're gonna finish this off with our free range uh, session, venting, do all this stuff. I don't have a vent, <laughs> but I have something else to talk about that we can do. But yeah, let's let Brittany go first. Yeah, Brittany, you go first. Tell us what you got. What you got to talk about today? Anything you want to let go of your chest? And, yeah. And Anything that just like makes me like ah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So I um. <laughs> Yeah, so I uh, was so frustrated uh, this past this past week. Uh, my washing machine started leaking. Oh, the new oh, one? Oh no! You had it for less than three. I thought you had it less than four years, three, four years. Well, I've had the house less than three years, but my washing machine was. Oh, like, oh my um, god! It started leaking. It started leaking. So I'm doing laundry, and I look down, and I'm just standing in a puddle. Wait, is, is it by the garage? Um, so it's inside. So mine is inside. Oh, I have, okay. Oh, that sucks. Usually, a lot of times in Florida, they're in the garage. Yeah. But but here, so mine, I actually have a little laundry room. So mine starts leaking, and I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be, you know, it's gonna cost me a fortune. It's gonna do all these things. So I call a handy friend, and I'm like, hey, I know you've worked on, you know, washing machine. Where <laughs> can you come help? So he comes over. Him and his wife come over, and they figure out what the problem is. He finds the hose that's leaking. You can't find the hose anywhere. They don't have them at Lowe's. They don't have them at like it's a standard hose. It's oh not a standard God. hose. <laughs> yeah. So we do end up finding like a generic version at Home Depot, right? So we go to Home Depot, we pick up this hose, he reinstalls it, he does all these things, everything looks good. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Like that was my whole day one day. Mm -hmm. and, and so we do that. I start a load of laundry and the hose springs out of the wall. Oh my oh, God. It's no. my laundry room. Like with the dryer plugged in and everything. So I'm like, oh, oh my God, it's so scary. <laughs> so, so, so it floods. Like there's like an inch of water throughout my laundry room. Oh right? my but how, God. how are your walls though? Well, that's what I was worried about because I have like brand new baseboards and like yeah. 
it wasn't in the wall because it sprung out of the wall. Okay. It was like everywhere. Like all of a sudden I'm sitting on the couch and I hear this noise when crazy. on the wrench cycle and it goes and it sounds like a hose just like spraying in my house. Uh. Run, like I throw like my stuff that's on my lap and I run <sighs> and it's just like flooded. And by the time I'm like, stop it. And then I'm like, oh my God, I have to unplug stuff before I get electric. That's crazy. Um, so it was like an inch of water in my laundry room under my washer and dryer too. So I'm like, shit, I'm going to get like, I'm going to get electrocuted. Um, so basically I had to spend another like two hours mopping up the stuff and I didn't have like a wet vac. So I'm yeah. doing, like old towels and stuff like that. Um, but essentially I was like, crap. So this thing was not plugged into the wall. Right. But apparently, so I, so like this week I've been running around, like trying to figure out what's going on and how to get it to stay in. So basically I find out that a lot of times people literally just use zip ties to hold them in place instead of <laughs> that easy. Oh, wow. Them. That's zip it. <laughs> so, so I zip tied the little hose to like the hot and cold water heater, like knobs and um but but it was all fine but it was like oh my god what a disaster uh wow. so at least you had to get a new washer though on the bright side right yeah luckily it saved me a couple hundred dollars like the piece yeah. was like 15 but bucks. how's the baseboard yeah is your is your like so it's all fine because i saw it right away like luckily i was doing laundry while i was home like sometimes Laundry. So it, so the, it didn't soak up the water. It didn't yeah. soak in. I have tile floors. So okay. Did you use a fan to blow it? Did you use a fan to blow it dry at least? I didn't use a fan, but we literally wiped everything down with towels. Me and my boyfriend. And uh, that's, uh, that's wow. Sad. So like, I just got done like, with all this election stuff, and then I'm like, and then literally like my <laughs> machine like explodes, right? So um, I'm like, I can I catch a break here, guys? Like, can no, your washing machine was too excited. The yeah. Biden one. It just was. Like, it was let's, very let's exciting. celebrate. Yes. It was yeah, it was trying to shower me with a champagne. Right. Uh, soap. <laughs> soapy water. Oh my god. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy, my, my story for the week of uh, There we go. That feels wow. good, right? That was a good story. So I was like, oh, be done with that. It's all <laughs> Zip ties are in place. Hey, at least you got that resolved. I'm glad to hear that. That's true. Mike, what's your what's your rant for today? You go first. I I got my I don't have a big rant. So for me, it's not a rant. Um, and I decided I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna give updates because I've been following this uh online, uh poker controversy, right? So like I'm in the (laughs) poker poker community, and they're talking about this uh Daniel Negreanu. Very po- popular poker player yep. and Doug Polk, who is a uh, he is he used to be an online poker player as well, and now he does more YouTube videos and stuff. So they got they have been butting heads for many many years, right? So they decided, hey, uh, let's do a heads up heads up poker match, like a grudge match. So what they did was each of them put up a million dollars into a bank account and uh, online, and then they're gonna play. 100 200 or 200 400 heads up no limit poker and they're like they started out the they started out 200 the first 200 hands would be live and so they video recorded it streamed it and so they had that 200 200 hands live but they're gonna play twenty five thousand hands total and it's gonna be the rest of it's gonna be online so the first 200 hands daniel negranu popular poker player he's a live player He's also a tournament player. He's not a heads up player. So he won the first one by like a hundred thousand dollars. He won like a hundred thousand dollars first two hundred hands. 
and then it went online and then it went swung the other way completely because <laughs> that's Doug Polk's thing. Like he is an online heads up player. He played for a lot of money for a long time. He is now, he was up, he got up to almost $300,000 from negative 100 to positive 300. And then I see like now the last couple of rounds they've done total, uh, total now is 1,700 hands. And Daniel has come back and he's up $25,000. Wow, wow. So he's come close. back a little oh, bit. Shit. So they played five total rounds so far. And I just, if I don't have a rant, I'm just going to update you guys on what's going <laughs> on here. Because you think it's fair? Is it fair the, the way they're doing it? It's pretty fair, but like Daniel, Daniel Negreanu has like a disadvantage for sure. Because he's just not, an, he doesn't play cash. He doesn't, or he plays cash a little bit, but he doesn't play heads up. He's not heads up. And he doesn't yeah. play online. And there's a lot of tells that you get. From like in, in person, person. Yeah, that's true. that you don't get online. You but, to, but that means, but it, that means the other person has a disadvantage when he plays uh, in person, though. Yeah, but they're only playing. They only play the first two hundred hands in person, and the rest are online. That sucks. So there's there's still like twenty so four hundred, twenty three hundred hands. Well, three thousand hands. That means that means Daniel right now is actually doing better than he's expected. doing better than expected. <laughs> they are giving him five, four to one odds that he was gonna lose. <laughs> like four to wow. one. Good for him, though. Yeah, and he's doing really well. I was gonna so say, far. put some money on him. That's. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's very early. Only seventeen hundred hands, but twenty five thousand total. I'll I'll keep you guys updated on this. <laughs> Makes me miss Lake Tahoe from California. I used to love going. Uh, I, I love Tahoe. I I, try, so I, actually, I think I think uh, uh, what's called uh, Robert's gonna go there soon. I'm oh, gonna yeah. be there a few times. So we're going in December and then yeah. hopefully in January, February. Yeah, I, I actually I this, this, this year's my first time going during summertime. It was gorgeous. I'm gonna go back. Yeah, I saw your pictures. That I'm looked like, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I usually go I usually go there at least once a winter now for the past three yeah. years. So it's so beautiful. Yeah. The water is so pretty. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, I want to go. I want to go back again just for snowboarding either in uh, December or January. So yeah. 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 We're gonna be there in January. You should definitely come. Well, is it January? I think we're going to do Salt Lake City. Okay. Bye, <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out offline. All right. So, <laughs> offline. Right. All right. so my, okay. So my rant is not really a big rant. So my neighbor decides to back out into my car, hit my door. So, okay. So let me Whoa. backtrack. Hang That's on. a pretty big rant. Like I would rant I about, would that. Rant hey, about hey, that too. No, no. Okay. So, so, okay. So I never parked my car in the street. Okay. I usually park along with my roommate in this driveway. And you know, but I was being nice. I got there a little bit you know, early. So you know what? I'm gonna let my roommate park there and stuff. So I parked my car in the street for overnight for the one, for one night only. And then the next morning, my roommate comes back. He goes, he goes running first, and then he comes back. Say, hey, you have a note in your car. I'm like, why? I'm like, and then don't say, hey, this is your neighbor. Sorry that I hit you. And I reverse. I didn't see your car back there. And so I went out and looked for them. Like, okay, I can see the how I can see which car he used to rear end me, but. His bumper's nowhere near as fast as my door back, my back door. It's like I have a giant dented back door. I was pretty calm about it. At least he let them know. He let who it was. He let his right. number. So, okay. So, that, and this is why I'm, like, I'm not saying it's not the biggest rant. It's because he was actually, he admitted this fault. If it was a hit and run, that's a different story. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but anyway. Yeah. yeah but anyway, so I, I never park my car then. The only time I do in the street. I get hit. So you know what? Never park in the car in the street or something. I always have to be careful when I back out of my garage because my driveway, there's always cars like back the there. Street? And I don't have a backup camera on my car. Like my car, 
I don't think I can in my car either. Yeah, so I'm like, I just have to be extra careful, like when I'm pulling out, like that I don't hit any of the cars yeah. around. Oh my god, that's crazy. But my listen, my roommates are parking the parked in the street all the all the time though, in the same spot, oh, and they never got hit. Do you have a dark <laughs> color car? What color is your car? No, so so my roommate has a black car, a black oh. Honda, right? Mine's a green Toyota Camry, so it's not dark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You and can't blame he, it on that being too dark in the morning. No, and he parks there every single day. The That's a little bizarre. Yeah. Yes, I know that. And the only time I was being nice, I'm gonna, I'm gonna park there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember my parking this drive. My, I told him, no, well, I'm parking my car in the drive. I said, you guys park in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. That means your neighbor has it out for your car specifically. I don't know. And this is the first time I came back to, from Florida, so I, I was moving my stuff, and like literally three days, three days after moving in my, back my stuff, it, that happened. I was like, great, cool. Wow, that's crazy. I know, right? <laughs> All right, let's close it up this episode. So, Brittany, you want to, you know, uh, share where people can find you? Yeah, you want to uh, pimp anything? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, it's at Brittany Nethers on Twitter. Feel free to to reach out. Um, I'm also at Brittany Do B R I T T Y on Instagram. So, uh, feel free. Both, right, Robert? So, oh, yeah. Is it yeah. <laughs> on Twitter. So, if you want to for me, it's the honestly. <laughs> feel free to to reach out to me if you want to continue the conversation or if you're thinking about running for office and kind of want to know what it takes i've been working with a lot of local candidates so i'd be happy to help yeah that'd there be awesome go. leave a comment if you're gonna run for, for run for office i would love to see who's who's yeah, looking, too, looking forward who's running yeah. <laughs> let's fix this system from inside of it you know there we go. yeah locally first right for local level first you know definitely all right well listen we appreciate everybody from here and for tuning in so those who are watching us on youtube please don't forget to like this video and to smash that subscribe button all right yeah, and if you want to see other podcasts, go to our website, www.gfothoughts.com. That's right, our website's live. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, only been, it's only been five weeks, you know? Yeah, it's only been a little while. <laughs> All right, Brittany, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you yeah. guys for having me on. This is great. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, everybody. Thanks. Peace. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Gluten-Free Organic Thoughts Podcast. As always, we appreciate you. If you are watching us on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, like this episode, and leave us a comment. If you are listening to us, please leave us your honest review on your preferred podcast listening platform. And as always, you can find us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at GFOT Thoughts. Drop a comment and give us some feedback. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, see you then.